everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's Sunday night. How's it going? It's Street Fight tonight. You excited? I am. Uh, we got a fire going all day. The house smells like a roaring fall evening. Uh, I'm enjoying a dark and stormy and uh, really living it up. So ready to take calls as always. We're a little bit late here. Uh, sorry for those of you that called in early, but we were doing other shit. Maybe nobody called in early. That's true as well. But we are here now. You can watch the show on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, or YouTube. Take your pick. Uh, We're there. You can jump in the chat, talk to other street fighters, see what they think about the show and what we're saying. And uh, there's usually a a good back and forth going on in the chat as well. So come hang with the gang. Join up and uh, watch what we do. Otherwise, like if you just listen on the podcast, that's great. That's how we started. That's what we normally do. And uh, you can help by telling people to check us out on SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, all the other podcasting platforms that exist. So we're there. Even Spotify. Somebody that has Spotify and no uh, no podcasting app, you can say, hey, Street Fight Radio, they're on Spotify. Look them up. Yeah, who's not on Spotify? Tom Likas. Oh, no. He's going to let you know that, okay? I got I it. I came with Tom Likas. So I'm saying at the top of the show here. Uh, October was supposed to be Imus this week, but uh, my eye fucked up, and uh, it's going to be Bubba and uh, or it was supposed to be Imus. It's going to be Bubba and Lycus this week. Both of the boys, and uh, Brett was. I saw like visible happiness in his eyes when I said, "Hey, I got some Tom Lycus news for you." Yeah, <laughs> like, you were quick. You know, you said, "Hey." Um, I got Tom. I got friend of Tom account. PremiumTom.com. There you go. PremiumTom.com coming out of the Street Fight account. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then about within 14 minutes, you already had screen capped a clip to have me listen to. And it was a good one. Dude, he is, uh, uh, I mean, he's, he's really on it. He started charging $19 a month for commercial free, like us program okay right so it's 19 dollars a month he does about 28 minutes a day maybe sometimes not at that's all that's all <laughs> 28 minutes yeah but yeah. most of them are 28 30 35 minutes how long was the old show three hours okay. he was on the radio man he did his time that's the way it should be right yeah i actually i think that does make sense i think that's a good i would like to actually that makes sense now that he says i want to i want to i want to go that route too yeah we're trying to get down to 28 minutes i think okay just cut all the filler get rid of all the the oh. breathing no ums or ahs we're just gonna do 28 pure minutes of jokes new campaign i'm on brett you just mentioned a new campaign that i'm on <laughs> what campaign uh uh six song albums okay that's the new campaign it it gets rid of all the filler do your best six you don't have to do filler anymore you know what i'm saying yeah like back in the day it was you had to do filler and you know what as a person who's done shit for entertainment i'm not even saying filler as a bad thing i'm saying like and look these fucking record guys want 12 songs out of us we got six, so, uh, eh, you know, we'll just yeah. put 12. I mean, they want 12, we got six. 
You don't have to fucking worry about that anymore. You can right. just do six. We're streaming everything. I don't think, and I would love to hear from some of the younger listeners. I don't think young people even know what I, listen to albums at all. I don't think they care at all. Um, I don't know for sure, but I suspect you're right. I think it's probably just one song at a time. I mean, which is how most of, uh, I mean, I, most of my listening, not all of mine really, but you know, there was a lot of my listening that was basically just go to the store, buy a CD single. You would pay $4 for one CD with one song on it and maybe the instrumental on it as well for the second track. Yeah, yeah. You were talking. We were talking earlier today about how you would pretend you like the filler. Yes, that is. True. You had to justify it because you spent seventeen dollars on this CD, and what are you going to do? Admit you're fool- foolish? Or that was a bad purchase. Nothing was worse than a bad purchase. Nothing in this world was worse than a bad album purchase. I made some. Okay. Yeah, it's inevitable. But there's it's- this band called Therapy? Question mark. Okay. And uh, was not my kind of thing. But I'm not saying they're you. bad. The name but called- the name was like therapy. Mm. What's this all about? And it was in a lot of the metal magazines. There's probably people who listen to metal that love them, but uh, it was not for me. And uh, that was a bummer. I also bought the album One Hot Minute by the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh-huh. because I'd been fucking reading the music magazines, and they get in your head. Right. You know what I mean? And then I bought it and I got it home and I listened to it and I was like, I don't like this at all. (laughs) It was just not my kind of thing when I was 17, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I do, I, I, I listen to more singles more than anything. I try to stick to albums. That's really. What I enjoy, but I also am just now just whatever I want to hear, I want to hear. I'm just like living yeah. moment to moment. Well, Gwen, you know? I would say that Gwen's probably top 10 favorite songs. I would guess that seven of them are by uh, a band that she's never heard another song of. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or a rapper that she's never heard another I mean, right. rappers just roll in for the summer, and then the next summer they you're like, "What happened to first let me hop out my motherfucking Porsche?" Oh yeah, yeah. and then it's like, nope, she's just now. No I'm, getting I'm, tipsy I'm, in the club anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Well, they get to come back. I mean, you just have to ride out the storm. You get you can get a replay value. I think ten or fifteen years later, you just got to go away. Ten or fifteen. You try you to can stay do around, a, like, like a Who Let the Dogs Out tour. You yeah, can do like bigger. a whole that's tour on than- it. No, but I'm saying, yeah, you can do a whole tour on it, though. 10, 15 years, Montel Jordan was just like, oh, you know, who cares if none of the other stuff hit? Because (laughs) you got to imagine when none of the other stuff is hit, and that's not not fun. (laughs) It's better than uh, any other job. It's true. It's true. (laughs) I guess it's the day you go back to your real job that's... Yep, that's the worst day of but I don't being think a musician a lot of- is when you go back to being a butcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think, like, Montel Jordan had to get, like... He probably did, he's, like, PR or He's something. playing... He played the West Side Drive-In. Montel Jordan. Recently. During a pandemic? Yeah, they're doing a... Dri- they do drive-in concerts oh, over there. I know. It's cool, though, man. I love that Montel Jordan song. Who doesn't like that song? Yeah, I mean, singles are what, you know, makes the yeah. world go round. Yeah, but I, I like albums. I like when an album comes out to listen to all 12 songs, which I think if you told 
my daughter that an album comes out and I listen to all 10, 12 songs, she'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, yeah. dad? Yeah. Like, there's just no fucking way. Well, that's, yeah, it's like, uh, oh, uh, yeah, I, I need a, I need a, like, a, a 48 minutes to sit down and give that thing a good listen. It's like, what? <laughs> Yeah. I need to sit on the end of a chair with my uh, fist under my chin. Yeah, she's really gone to like. She's. Sad boy. The British the sad, old boy sad boys. Music. Yeah, she likes. No uh, new sad boys? She likes some new stuff, but okay. they don't really do the cure anymore. Yeah, the cure is one time. And they don't thing. like do the Smiths anymore. One time thing. And she's just sort of like getting into that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you love those British. And she listens to some Joy Division. So it's like. She just, I think British sad boys are just yeah. like what gets gets in her feelings, right. makes her feel good. Sure. You know what I mean? She feels like a British, young, sad British lad. Yeah. I think she likes hearing sad boys. Yeah. I don't think she thinks boys are sad very often. Okay. You know what I'm sense. saying? Like, like. That's true. Yeah. The kids, she, you know, I don't think she thinks the kids. That's interesting. I don't think a lot of people think boys get sad or men get sad. Yeah, we're told not to. We're forced not to. People usually get weirded out whenever a man gets sad. Yeah. I mean, she sees me sad, and I've told her I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's the same as, like... But kids in her school. Assholes that you see that are just cocky and never once question anything they do. They cause problems all day long, have no idea that they are the that they did it, <laughs> and they live a life of just, like, male privilege. Yeah. But the sad boys... But then they go home and they punch the wall because they're like, I wish... I wish it wasn't like this. Yeah. Well, the sad boy thing, I think, is also just like, Gwen is sad sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, But, like, in the same way I am. Like, I just see a lot of well, me in her. Yeah. You know? That's too much sadness, though, I think. I know. I know. That's what she's working on. She's, yeah. she's in therapy and stuff, too. But I think that, like... When you listen to that music, it makes you feel less alone when you feel sad. You know, whenever I feel super sad, I listen to No Surprises by Radiohead. Have you ever listened to that song when you're sad? No. It's a maniac thing to do, because it is, like, the saddest song in the world. This is a, the fucking goddamn uh, uh, chorus is No Alarms and No Surprises. <laughs> and oh, you're just like, this one. guy's like, No Alarms and No Surprises. <laughs> Um. Oh shoot! Mine is darkest hour convalescence, and it's nothing cures me, nothing thrills me. Ah! That's what he says over and over. <laughs> nothing cures me, and nothing thrills me. It's like <laughs> wah, 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 wah. he's screaming. Yeah, and he's mad. Me, That's me I, I get mad. I scream when I'm mad. I don't cry. Me and I'm you mad. were both sad about the same shit, though, dude. That was weird as shit because. Our sad songs are both about boringness. Yes. Just being bored. And you're like, I don't want to ever be bored. Yep. You know? Yeah. And that there's nothing. You just feel like no, you just nothing will be exciting ever again or that, that you've seen it all. There's mm -hmm. you imagine like going on a hike and you're like, I've already seen the trees, though. There's a song. <laughs> there's this song by Jonah Matranga that is called. Uh, I, it was in a band he was in called New End Original. And it was called Lukewarm. And a few times in the song, he's like, I never want to say my best days are behind me. I never want to be lukewarm again. And that is, 
I've carried that with me my whole fucking life. It, like that song, that lyric described how I how I feel about life. Like I never want to be like, nah, dude, I was better when I was 20. You know, I'm going to be always better. <laughs> like every year. Right. Better. Makes then what will happen if I do that? One day I'll be, I'll feel good about myself. And I will never have a flag that's Trump that looks like Rambo on my front. Yeah, front smart porch. move. That's the best way to. <laughs> that's the best way to do it. That's how you guard against becoming one of those weird, like really invested in a guy like Donald Trump guys. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we want to take calls? Sure, we can take calls. We got some calls in here. We got some calls? Yeah, it's call night. Street fight call night. Let's take some fucking calls, dude. I, t- Me and I, Brett want squibs. I, yeah, yeah, squibs, squibs is a great idea. We're we're involved so, in cameos and squibs right now. That's all we're thinking about. I need a serious person that has done a budget horror movie and can at least give me an idea of if we could do it for any reasonable amount of money. Like if you could get us so that like it looks like we're being blown to bits by uh, with squibs. We would like to do that. This is not for business. This is for pleasure. This no, it's is- business. We have to write it off. <laughs> we're just going to film this just to do it. Just cause that's Then we can charge it to the business. That's true. We're going to film it for business. We're going to put it online, but it's only really... The only reason I'm doing it is because I want to have squibs go off on my body. Yeah, I want to I want to shoot Brian to death. Brett is a horror movie guy though. And something I know about you from from before me and you hung out is that you were into kind of the the effects, right? Like there oh, yeah. was a period of your life where you like cuz you just reeled you were just saying I know some real horror nerds and would go to the horror conventions and they would know the first blood pack from something and I'm like only a motherfucker that goes to horror conventions would know what you just said. Yeah, yeah. Like you, which makes you also a nerd right. that was into it. But you, you, I mean, I'm sure they have too. But you've grown up and yeah. had a kid. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I still appreciate it. I don't have a, I don't have as much. I don't. I don't do a fandom of anything anymore. You know? I know. I think. I think I am. I am in watching horror movies one every single day, and I love it. Um, but I do like practical effects, and I also my mom was really good at like painting our faces and doing. Uh, really creative stuff with makeup. So I, she would, and she was like, when we were vampires, she got us caps to put on our teeth with like denture cream so that we weren't like, we didn't have plastic teeth, like with drool coming out of our mouth. I want to do that. Yeah. Too. I want to be a Dracula. Oh, you can get Dracula teeth easy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What am I turn? I'm, we're going to become low budget horror movie directors. Okay. We're going to get it's, really into the squibs and then we're going to be like, what if we could fucking hold a heart in our hand? <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> we can make it like we're holding a heart. Or um, well, we got to do wrestling too. It'll have to be a combination with the wrestling too. and action. We'll break bones. I want to break your arm and then okay. you break my arm. Maybe like a little thing where I break your arm, then you break my arm, then I break your other arm, then you break my other arm, and we just kind of stand goofily, going, <laughs> yeah, <we're> just, like, <laughs> yeah. just lying on the ground next to each other, yelling at each other. <laughs> uh, and it looks like like. It, uh, we'll wave our arms around like one of those fucking things <laughs> yeah. outside of a car dealership. Yeah. You know? 
just for a visual representation. Arms just swinging Buddy, from bone. I'll tell you what. When Steven Seagal would break a arm, I would really feel that. Yeah, like I would really feel like I was having my own arm broken, and yeah. like not the pain. The thoughts. You can imagine it. Yes. You just imagine like, oh no, that's what it sounds like before you go. Yeah. Uh, Lights when, out. And then just. When they break a leg in anything, it whips my ass. When Danny LaRusso got his leg broke, I was fucked up for the whole rest of that movie. And wrestling, when I've heard somebody broke their leg, I won't watch I'm like, I don't oh, want really? anything to do with that. No, yeah. I can't see it. It fucking, I broke my wrist and it was the smallest, tiniest break. I'm talking, it was one little tiny piece in my wrist that moved to the side and it hurt like fucking hell. And when you see a compound leg fracture, like, I'm just like, I don't even know how you live through that kind of pain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, there is a video that I love that kid that breaks his leg and then holds it up and shakes it at his friend. Have you seen that? He's like skateboarding and he fully breaks his leg and he's like, ah, ah, and he holds, he just holds up his thigh and it's just hang. He's, ah! just, he's like, hang, j- like jiggling the leg. Like it's fucking hanging off. No. Yeah. He's like, I will never watch that. It's a, it's, it's a top video for me. I will never, I cannot see that's, that's how you get into the horror. Mo- that's how you can watch the horror yeah. movies. Like also, cause if you can watch the real shit, the fake shit isn't going to bother you. But if the fake shit bothers uh, fake me. Shit, no, the fake shit bothers you. Me too. Oh, okay. I, I kind of both in my mind, I do the same thing. I empathize the pain. Like I just watched that movie Green Room and it, you got to watch that. It'll scare the shit out of you. It's this band <laughs> gets booked at this uh, I know Nazi about. show yeah. uh, to make some money on their tour and they witness some shit and they're stuck in the green room and it's really, it builds tension so well because it's it's 30 some minutes of just like, we're not coming out of the room. They're like, please come out of the room, yo, you know? And then finally the door opens and there's a, the first cur- like scuffle happens and this kid's arm just gets sliced all the way open. Like his, his like arm is almost ah, falling off and fuck. it just goes from zero to from there. It's like he duct tapes the arm back together and then like they're, they are fight full, full force fighting and die. It goes out. It gets outrageous from there. Maybe, I but, do, but seeing the arm like ripped open is just like, I bet that stings. Like, ooh, that would just sting. Sting. The air. Yeah. Yeah. Sting that whole. Bit stingy feeling Stingy. i do not enjoy yeah yeah i'm not like uh uh a, 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 i i like i like the new style of action movie that oh people wanna... get shot and there's no blood and they just kind of are gone yeah that's true it's like if someone clicking the remote like bye yeah. bye bad guy gone gone, gone. <laughs> yeah it's yeah just, there's no blood they just they just disappear um you know what the old the old action movies too they always made you think that like your neck was so fucking fra- fragile yes like that if somebody just still came do. up behind you and just did a just did like the back and forth like your shit would you just feel you really felt like someone get off my back man get away from my back like yeah. if someone was just could just Make your head turn around with like a, a, a strong breeze. I worked with a guy. Okay, so I went to high school with this guy, and uh, he was like, he okay. So he told us he was a karate master guy, and Famous we all line. believed him. And we never saw him do the karate, 
like he never came into school and was like ever even did like a kick, a kick or anything. He'd be like, "Oh, I'm not supposed to do it," you know. Okay. And then he said he tried out to be one of the Power Rangers. The Green Power Ranger, and it was between him and the Green Power Ranger guy. And he just, he yeah, was that, like, I got to go to school. You know, maybe it's better if he takes it. And yeah, then Jason David Frank, that was a legendary martial artist that he was going up against there. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said, though. And <laughs> is that his name? It's Jason David Frank. And yes. he fucking used to sneak up at me at work. Because we were so enraptured by him at uh, school, me and my dudes. I don't know why. It just seemed like, what a fucking guy, you know? I don't know how to do shit. This fucking guy knows karate. And he would sneak up on us and just put his hands like in a way around your head. So uh, it seemed like he was going to be like one of the, like he, you were about to, like he was going to break your neck and he'd be like, I could have broke your neck there, huh? Yeah. And then I'd be like, you'll never fucking do that again. And then he would like do it again. And he, <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have, have like, let him do it again. He you made know? you put another strike on your neck broke part. <laughs> yeah. How many times he caught you? Yeah. I, that's, that's no lacking. That's just like the no lacking challenge. Like, I know. you ever seen those videos where guys, walk up to their friends with guns and if they don't have their gun on them they get caught lacking oh no i've it's, never seen that it's panic inducing yeah i believe just, it like they're at a basketball game and he pulls a gun out and then a guy pulls a gun out he's like no nope 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 i'm ready to go yeah yeah no it was it was uh uh it, it this kid i mean he had everybody convinced i remember he told me he got his black belt mm -hmm. by meditating for 90 hours straight yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, kids get away with a lot of stuff. That's true. I never thought that he didn't know karate until this minute, though. Like he was always just a guy that knew karate to me. Just convinced you. Yeah, smart. He fucking That's he mental karate. And nobody <laughs> fought him in school. He nobody would fight him. Like even Very the strongest, smart. toughest kids. And I think that's why he was like in my my group. This was like, well, if Mike's around. Like, we all fight. We've all fought each other. We know the rankings, here, but he's a karate master. So <laughs> yeah, we, he, he, he studied outside of our dojo that Jason, we have here. <laughs> Jason's very strong. He can beat people up. We had guys running around that were quick. We yeah. had me who couldn't do anything except right. for run my mouth. And then there's a, you know, every now and then when I was in high school, there was a karate master yep. that hung. That this was more when I was like 18, which okay. is that makes me sound gullible when i was 18 yeah, yeah, too. Too old to believe this that. was after i got out of high school and stuff i was hanging out with this sure. guy all right just karate master just hanging out in yep. groveport ohio could have been the green power ranger <laughs> that close he that said close. that he fucking he told us that he turned it down because he wanted to finish school and he didn't want to like switch mm -hmm. schools or where'd anything. he end up uh, he, you want to know what he does now? Yes. Car salesman. Okay. I mean, that which sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> he found his place. He can make you believe this is a great deal on a Honda Civic or whatever it is. I he can make you a deal. He can make you believe it's a great deal. I, yeah. Yeah. He, ju cause I, ju he just, right before I delete, like a couple months before I deleted Facebook, he friended me and I was like, oh man, I'd love to talk to Mike again. And, uh, uh, he was, just posting different cars at the car lot that he worked at yeah. for sale. And I was just like, ain't no worse friend request. There's no worse friend thing than car salesmen. They're like the number one worst friends on Facebook. Cause they always just share 
They don't explain anything. They just come on and they got a car and they're like, today is a very great day here at Honda. Yeah. Honda, you know, at Steve's Honda. And uh, we got this car for $29,000. We got this for 18000 And hey, you know, we're taking $2,000 on trades and shit like that. They just That's write that. all they post, dude. Yeah. I oh. hated them after that. For being a car salesman that doesn't post good. A guy with that kind Mix of fucking, a guy with that kind of lion talent. You're right. He should be fucking in show business, man. That's the type of guy that should be in fucking show business. Yeah. He shouldn't be, he shouldn't have to sell cars because he is a fucking genius yeah. at lying. Yeah. We can har, well, I could harness that for sure. If I had a guy that lied like that, could make people believe stuff, I think I could figure out how to harness those lies. Okay. You know? Sounds great. I never, I, yeah. Now it's weird. I don't think I ever knew a martial artist oh. in my life. Um, I mean, there. yeah, it's a long conversation. And he said karate. That was the other thing. It's like, since then, I never heard somebody say karate. But he was like, I do karate and ninjutsu were the two things that he said he did. Yeah, those are just like Americanized slang words for the most part. Um, is ninjutsu like a thing that a you can thing. train in in America? Uh, I know most of the places that are on like those those schools in a strip mall are mostly just teaching Taekwondo. Okay, okay, okay. Or, this is really depressing to me to think about now. Like I'm having right. a, like a weird existential crisis that like I believe that all those fucking years until now. <laughs> yeah, I mean people are full of shit. Uh, all everyone you've ever met, actually. <laughs> I know. Shit. It just, I, I know. Just so you don't get too blown away. Everybody, anything you've ever been told was a lie from someone trying to put their best foot forward. I know. <laughs> I know. I, well, even just as we were talking tonight, as I was talking about this kid, uh-huh. I, that's when I was like, that motherfucker was full of shit. Mm-hmm. Like he was lying all the time to me but you know he did he here's the thing to bring it to a close here he did sneak up on me several times and say he could have snapped my neck so that's pretty good no matter what you do yeah i mean that's a little grim i mean getting full nelsons on guys when they're when they are not paying attention is you know that's just fun yeah he he shouldn't have threatened your life but he could I know. He knew he couldn't do anything. I know. And I thought he could have, you know? Yeah, we get it. But I've actually also it. seen people <laughs> do that to each other. Keep break each other's necks for fun? They didn't break their necks, but they did the move. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's In fine. high school, they would do the move, and, like, it hurts. Like, hell, I've, I think I've had it done to me. It hurts like hell, but your neck doesn't break. But never the, the guy. So there was a neck breaker that never tried to neck break, where then other neck breakers that would... Well, those weren't neck breakers. They were fighting or like Uh, jacking around as kids or like pretending to wrestle and stuff and just would get a little too fucking out of this world about it, you know? Yes. And karate guys are always like, I can't, I can't do karate on you, dude. That is true. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. (laughs) You have to take that code that like it's a (laughs) self-defense. Because I really wanted to, I would have fucking signed up to fight the guy, I think, back then. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. But, you know. Well, maybe we get a time machine and go back and find out. I wish I could go back, man. <laughs> yeah, I say, you're sounding like the song now. That's true. <laughs> Thanks for calling Street Fighter. We're talking to you tonight. Oh, shit. Uh, you guys hear me? 
Yeah, yeah we sure got you. Yeah. All right. So uh, I've been hearing you guys talk about martial arts, and um, <laughs> I also wanted to. Uh, okay, so I am a fairly well-trained MMA dude. But what I really wanted to talk about, though, I officiated my first wedding this past weekend. Everybody got married this weekend. There's a lot of marriages this weekend. How was yeah, it? Yeah, dude. I've officiated dude. one, and I can't. They wouldn't really let me get too heavy into it. They were just like, you know, we're married. They weren't like romantics. Yeah. You know? Right. So, like, the couple that I married, they were like, they are super romantic folks. Like, the groom, I've known him since I was, like, fucking, like, I'm 28 now. I've known him since I was, like, 13 years old. All right? This was a fucking beautiful ceremony. All right? So like this was all outdoors. This was down Dayton, and like as the uh, as the bride walks down the aisle, like uh, my dude, he's playing a uh, he's playing a bright eyes song, you know. Uh, playing the first day of my life. Sad song. Bright eyes. I think that's a sad. Is dude, that a sad song? No, no, it's 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 a beautiful romantic song, you know. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. Like, <laughs> I, I thought I thought fingers shaking on the fretboard the whole time. It was fucking wonderful, you know. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. never heard "Bright Eyes" in my life. Brian, you might you might want to change that. The the fucking album. All right, let me pull this up real quick. <laughs> I keep, I was I'm wide awake. I'm wide awake. It's morning. Okay, the, it, that's the Bright Eyes album to listen. To. He doesn't rock though, does he? He he kind of is like not. He doesn't get crazy, right? No, he doesn't get crazy. It's like you know, sort of like you know, country folksy, sort of like just like down, down, down. Okay. Down. I'll check it out. I'll check yeah. it out. I like down, 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 down. Yeah, yeah. I like down, 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 down stuff. Yeah, yeah. a lot. So well, what like, was yo? If you never. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. you go. You go. No, it's fine. You go ahead. No, I was gonna say you what go. was what was the yeah. <laughs> so was the experience doing the wedding good? Would you recommend other people do weddings? Dude, this was my first time doing a wedding, and I one hundred percent say if you are not a uh, reverend of the Universal Life Church, you should become one because being able to like you know do a wedding it's an absolutely beautiful experience and i highly suggest anybody listening be able to do that have you done one i have done a wedding are you a reverend um no i did it in a free state of texas where you don't have to get any sort of uh registrations or anything i'm a anybody reverend can marry Ooh. anybody yeah in texas i got a reverend thing here you printed out the collar and shit no, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I printed a piece. Of, I didn't even have to print the piece of paper. It's really yeah. funny. You go spend like 15 bucks and you don't get like really anything. It's just, well, so basically what the <laughs> reverend industry is kind of, um, it's kind of like a MLM thing. 
uh, where you go and you yeah. can sign up and you register for free. And what they do is they say, if you buy our starter pack for $40, we'll give you enough documents to do two weddings. You spend a hundred dollars. That's enough to do six weddings. You can charge 50 to a hundred dollars per wedding. Oh, that's 600 man. motherfucking dollars in your pocket. Register on these websites to look for people that need to get married. You can and tr- ask your friends, let people know you should do get that. Business cards. Yeah. Like you Brett should try to make it like a little industry out of it. Maybe I should do that. That I would Yo, do that. Plus that become a member of the satanic temple, be able to infuse satanic and en- satanic energy into your universal life church uh, ceremony. Yeah. Boom. There you go. You create a lasting bond. Yeah, I agree. I think like I, I yeah, it, the, the amount of money that you could make doing weddings and then if you were like oh well i'm the satanic um marriage guy in columbus ohio because there's probably not to get a yeah you got to get an outfit together right i'll go buy a fucking red jumpsuit i'll buy like a red tracksuit oh Oh, okay a pair of glasses with red lenses you know and i'll fucking yeah i'll show up and i'll do a little bit of razzle dazzle like are you gonna, are you the devil in this or no? I would just be one of his just reverends. Has the power of Satan. I'd be one of his reverends. Yeah, you're the fucking priest. The relaxed yeah. satanic priest. Yeah, and I would just kind of get in there and be like, you know, hey, it's cool that you guys are getting married. Uh, hope you like that. Uh, I think it's till death do, does you part. You know that. <laughs> yeah. I would, yes. Exactly. And then maybe a blood packet in my mouth. Squib. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, maybe you get three squibs with my wedding ceremony. <laughs> and if you charge anyway, two hundred yeah. bucks to be the officiant of that wedding, and it only costs forty bucks to get the license, I could do if you forty five. Set of those. the couple up so that when you're done and they turn around, blood is flowing from their eyes, and it would like really freak out the Ooh, crowd. That would yeah. be fun. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> yeah, two things. I, uh, my official wedding, uh, efficient offer is $100 plus a plate at the reception. Uh huh. Also, I had an idea yesterday, uh, for a martial arts movie or, uh, you know, possibly future scenario okay. of the fucking MMA reverend, you know? Yeah. He's got to like fucking fight his way across the city. This would be a martial arts movie. Got to fight his way across the city to reach the wedding he is supposed to officiate at. Yeah, shoot it on TikTok, man. You got something there. I think we should make a movie. Absolutely. I think we should make a martial arts movie, for sure. But, okay. you know, not all my ideas get through. It's true. <laughs> well, thanks, for, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Absolutely. See y'all soon. Peace. It'd be so funny if I was my big complaint all the time. Well, you know, I want to make a martial arts movie, and Brett is always telling me <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> fucking, we're in here like, what are we gonna fucking do next? And it's like, maybe we could do a, a podcast about this. And then I'm like, maybe we could fucking make a martial arts move, like yeah. just ratchet it up so high. Yeah, let's do a wrestling promotion instead. Oh, dude, yeah, it would be great. There was a time where it was like, what? What's got to cost ten thousand dollars to put on a wrestling show? Mm-hmm. Maybe, who knows? Yeah, who would know? I like I said uh, too much. Yeah, it's way too much money. But it would it would also be like I am so confrontation averse. I'm so like afraid of confrontation and don't like it 
that like the wrestlers would just run all over me. Yeah. That's the reason why I wouldn't do it. It well, was like the money is a reason, but I'm saying like I, we could probably do a fucking GoFundMe or an yeah, Indiegogo true. for that money, and and I bet you we could probably get it. The problem is I don't want to be like standing across from wrestlers getting like. Cause you know they're like oh, a little bit more money, brother. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. <laughs> oh, that real hurt. That looked good out there. I need a little more money, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need a few more bucks, brother. Uh, and it's just like I can't. I, I'm too. I'd be like, uh, all, right, all right, okay, all right, all right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh, hey, hey. How's it going? Hello. Yeah, who are we talking to? Oh, pretty good. How are y'all? Hi, I'm uh, doing Avery pretty in okay. Chicago. Oh, what's up, Avery? Oh, not much. Just, uh, oh yeah, just listening to the radio. I got a, I got a thing to call about. Um, I got to ask for letters of recommendation from former bosses, and I just don't know how to fucking do it. How many? Um, uh, well, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need three. It's been it's been six years since I was in college, and I want to go get a master's in social work, right? Uh huh. And so um, now I have to go talk to a bunch of people who uh, probably didn't care that much about me, forgot about me, and uh, really I've done nothing to keep them in my life. Oh, <laughs> there's um, yeah, that most is most likely they won't remember you. Yeah, well, that is a horrible fucking assignment. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I think a, yeah, right? something I think about a lot is that, like, every time a Spectrum truck drives by, I look to see if I know the guy driving it. So there is, like, a thing where people do keep you in their mind forever. I never yeah. know the guy. Yeah, yeah. Driving yeah, yeah. Because they just go by, and it was probably somebody I didn't work with. But, like, I still think about some of the people i worked with there i'm oh, yeah. sure there are people i don't remember that worked kind of a, adjacent to me that i don't remember but like i still remember a, a lot of the guys i worked with back then at the cable company yeah one of my well one of my th favorite things felix ever wrote in the zine was about uh having a job where he was a bouncer and someone bit him and he got like this infection and took time off for it and then eventually oh, was just like you know what i'm i'm not coming back to the job and about six months later he goes to pick up his paycheck and he realizes that he recognizes nobody that's there is there anymore like it's the the, the staff turnover is so high that he thought he was gonna go back and like felix you got bit god damn it how you been yeah and everybody was brand new like there's just those 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 uh, bar establishments, those restaurants, some of them just go through people so quick. How the fuck oh, yeah, do you no, hunt? I'm, how do you eat? How, so I, I'm got to go yeah, so all the way the, through this. Yeah. What, what are your, what is your plan of action here? Yeah. What is I think what I want to get to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, well, I've been, I've been a bartender for six years. So I know oh, exactly gosh. what you're talking about. Oh, like, God, no, no God. Everybody's gone. Even the managers. Yes. Cause the managers were probably, you know, they either got booted because they're alcoholics or yes. they stole money or they just it's, found a better job. It's like a, all of that stuff. The restaurant closes. Yep. Uh, some of my managers don't even do it anymore, you know? 
Jesus, that is but, um, true. I don't know how you're supposed that for me to consider that is like how the fuck would I ever that's like asking me to go find I mean it's more recent, right? But it's like asking me to go find the guys I worked or 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 some of the guys I worked with at the call center, which was in two thousand and two two thousand to two thousand two. It's like I would never I I wouldn't I would fucking have to be doing private I'd have to hire a motherfucking private eye to find those people. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I still got their phone numbers. So I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna text uh text a couple of them and just be like, Hey, I want to be a social worker. Um uh I you know, I really do you dawdle with like the pleasantries when you're talking to people that you don't care about the pleasantries? I know. I don't know how um, you even. I, I don't. I get what you, I, I. That's it, tough. I think you do though. I think you have to be like, "Hey, buddy, what's up?" But the thing is, yeah, yeah, they're giving something. If they're going to give something to you, you got to listen to the all of their their medical history. You got to listen to like what's <laughs> happened since. You, no, you you got to you got to go through some pain for this for sure. I think you do. I I I think that like. Some of them you'll be able to get a read. I think you'll be able to get a read on a few of them and say like this person knows that I'm just coming to them for something and we'll be fine if I because I'm a guy that like if you just told me what you wanted. Yeah. Right away. I'd be like, I will get as a matter of fact, I will write one for you and say you worked for us anytime. (laughs) But like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I would probably make them up. Because it's this impossible thing where it's not related to actual work. So they're not going to access the records and figure out what years anybody was employed. They're literally just looking for you to find three people that believe that you um, have it together enough to do this thing. I I have done more than one Probably fake it. manager thing for a friend. And, you know, the fake, all they have to do is go, oh, yeah, 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 I do remember them. Uh, and then you just say... Uh, well, you know, whenever, whenever I needed them, they usually were, they were there. You know, you just, you just say platitudes and it's a really stupid thing that I like, I don't know. The job interview stuff I did was so mundane because you can't add anything. You can't say like this, this person is a, a genius. This yeah. person came in and changed everything. <laughs> you pretty much just have to reassure them that like, yeah, this person has a sense of urgency. Um, this person got Didn't all kill anyone. Got all their tasks right. done. I, I, if I gave them a bucket and a mop, they, they did the floor. They knew what to do with it, you know. Uh, and we didn't have to check up on them. They're literally just looking for any amount of people to say that about you. And I have to say that you know your old bartender boss from five years ago may not be a, as as good of a, a of a uh, a reference than someone that's willing to stick their neck out on the line. You know, someone someone that's willing to like put their word on the line to say, yeah, you know, this person is uh, is good enough. You know, like it's I, I, bosses. No, one, no one's gonna lie for you. No one's gonna lie for you if they have to. You know, to, if they put their name on the line. I don't think it's know? bosses specifically, or could it be? Like ex employee, like buddies that you worked. <laughs> I call buddies that you yeah, worked. Yeah, no, with. they they did say specifically uh, former managers or uh, or professors. That's and so. Oh, you don't have professors. Yeah. I don't know. Six years out of school. I don't, uh, I don't know either. There. You are in a yeah. real fucking situation. I think this is a real. Uh, other people do it. I know that, but this what you're telling me now. It's like a real scary situation. 
Because I don't know if I couldn't do any of this stuff. And like listening to you, it seems like you're kind of in the same boat where you're just like, who the fuck? The only person I could do is be like, well, I worked with this guy, Brett. (laughs) Like, and so like, I don't really know. I don't know. I, this is a nightmare scenario for me. Do you, do you have a current manager? Um, well, no, I've been laid off for the last, uh, okay. How long is Sure, yeah, sure. March. Yeah, you're back. I I was I was the so the last place was high volume bartending. Turn out like four hundred drinks. That was Jesus. Right? Oh man, you do. Um, I knew exactly where you uh, worked. <laughs> like an hour. Yeah. And and you so I'm just yelling all the time. And I, I don't I don't get angry at people, so I'm just shit talking to business and the managers are always walking by hearing me talk about how much the restaurant fucking sucks. Mm. Um, so, you know, not the best place to grab it from. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, really, what, you know what I need was really just some, uh, loosen up. So thank you guys for that. Yeah. I'm sure we can't really go anywhere from here. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I you did. just let us know if you need a street fight recommendation. Yes. I was going to We've say- done it before. I think you've done it, right? Oh, yeah. I have done it. Yeah. You've done it. Brett's done it for people in the audience. So, uh, you know. <laughs> Damn, thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, if these, if I can't pull anything out, I'll definitely look to that. Thank you. You're welcome. Although, uh, I also really wanted to plug plug my friend. Okay, if that's possible. Yeah, all right. Plug him. He, he's he's having like um, he's doing something right now that is hard, and no one should have to go through it in their twenties. And so I just want I want him to get some views on his YouTube. He's been working for like three years doing uh doing video game reviews for people that are like busy and don't have a lot of time to spend on video games okay uh, it's called first five reviews he plays a game for five hours tells you if it's worth the time um keeps the keeps the review short really thoughtful guy like really good at what he does and i just want yeah, I, like if anyone plays that kind of game wants Sounds that like kind of niche first five reviews youtube uh, just Google it. You'll find that he's great. Cool. You're, you're a fucking good great pal. person too. You're like yeah, the I best can, person. Best yeah, I, I mean, this why. is a great call. And then you're being nice to a friend. You call us back <laughs> any time. We love you. And I want to hear how this, I want to hear how this plays out because I'm serious when I say that's a nightmare scenario for me, for them to say, (laughs) you need to go back and get three old bosses where like, I would have to lie. Like I just, there's not a, there's really no bosses that would stick their neck out for me anyway. Like if I could get a hold of them. I'm an an ass. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. I mean, also that's the other one too. Like for me, when I was that kind of way, I was shitty to all kinds. I terrorized plenty of bosses in my early days and I needed references to get better jobs. I would always have a friend that I work with just say, not, I was your, just say, just some, some little why, like I was shift manager or I was the one in charge of, you know, so I was in charge of day to day duties or just have them come up with a quick way to say, like, um, you know, I was the one in charge. And then it's easier for them to just make up stuff that, you know, makes sense for the job. You know, to say like, you know, a dish tank, we always ran out of dish tank and, and he jumped in to help or th- whatever. Mm, it I did be. that once. And, uh, I don't think I was the best. My buddy did the, we were coworkers. 
reference it was references it wasn't Uh, bosses and i was his reference and he i mean we all like kind of you know me and my book and my buddies all didn't believe they called the references just uh, forever where yeah it was just one of those things like them motherfuckers never call anyway here's what i have to say the first time i did a fake reference my heart i almost stuttered because i felt like i was going to jail i felt like i was doing something illegal (laughs) and i was gonna get arrested and i don't think anybody cares it's a formality for most things um but yeah i mean you got to find somebody that knows how that sounds believable you don't want somebody that's just going to like be blowing out bong smoke and then answering the phone yeah. you know i mean well oh, my yeah, thing was it. like he he oh, i i just kept saying like well he always worked very hard you know and then they were like uh oh really i was like he came in on time and i don't remember him calling off that much either you know and that was like my whole thing was like hey he made my life easier because he did all of his work you know, he was. See, that's the worst thing about that's the worst thing about applying for the the, the grad school thing, social work, um, is that they want to call references to like get an idea of, you know, what kind of person you are. Uh-huh. So it's like I don't know. Do the bosses even know what kind of person I am? Yeah, no, no they have no fucking idea who once, you are as a person. I think once, yeah, I think as long as they can get flesh and blood people on the phone that are willing to talk about you i think is what they're looking for you know um i don't know that is a very it's a very weird situation but yeah i don't know i i I just all right well have a good night that was great thank you you guys too yeah again first five reviews on youtube friends gaming channel fucking great peace have a good night thank you we just subscribed so that's odd do you think you could pull that off without faking pull off what Three boss recommendations. Three boss recommendations. I have one. I have a. I do have a guy. Uh, the donut guy. Good buddies. I think if I called him, he room. He would. He knows who I am. I think he's one. I've got. Immediately. Okay. Um, I'm. Ooh, the other ones. I mean, I left. I mean, I made a name for myself. Uh, when I left most of those places, I don't know. Most people, I wanted to make sure they would remember me, and that doesn't mean that I'm arrogant enough to think that they all did, but I do have to say, I don't know if I have a lot of good references. I don't either. Because don't it's either. like, it, what they would say is like, Brett is amazing, it was great, until the end. Then it was like mean and cruel and spiteful yeah. and just blew up in flames really fast. Yeah, I kind of, you know, I think about like the diner job. Oh, I got Susie. I have one. Okay, my my manager at uh, insurance agent, still friends with her on Facebook. She is a dog mom and I like all of her stuff and she's still... Uh, she still replies to me sometimes about like political posts and stuff that I make. Yeah, dude, you got two. The three would be uh, Lauren. Mm. Oh, okay. (laughs) My friend, because she's a liar. She's like, she is likes to lie in the same sick way that I like to lie. Yeah, that's fucking incredible, man. I but Brian don't need anybody to say, oh, he works real hard. I don't need anybody. You don't need anybody says he (laughs) works real hard. I'll let you know. (laughs) I'll let you know if I do. But that's what they want. You know (laughs) what I mean? He works real hard, man. You know, just beads of sweat yeah flying off his brow that's all i thought they wanted though because like his the whole rap against that dude was that he didn't work really hard at the company that's why he didn't have the boss do it so (laughs) yeah having done it for real having done it for fake and having other people do it for real and for fake i think that it all comes down to 
And especially if you're the one calling for references, people are so scared to talk to strangers. Like we act so big and bad with our closest 10 people. But when we are out in public, everybody is so quiet as a mouse. You know, people are not trying to cause confrontations. No one's going to be like, you're fucking lying right now. You didn't work at Shooter's Cafe with him. I mean, when somebody does do that, that is like... That, it's what we say it's what i say about uh, so this, doing comedy right it's like i you know i know a lot of people want to try it and what they're worried about is the audience and bombing and shit like that it's like audiences want you to succeed right <laughs> because person, if you don't then the night sucks <laughs> right this person that's in charge of doing references what they want more than anything is to call you on the phone you're pleasant <laughs> you talk for less than four minutes you say all the stuff they need to check off their sheet and then you disappear yeah, that's they all they want. want. They're not going to judge your performance. You no. know, they want to make sure, like, is they want to make sure a live human being will stick their neck out for you and say, yes, this person is good enough to do what you want them stick, to do. Stick their neck out like, for you in something that, that there's no upside or downside for the person. <laughs> like, yeah, for the person true. doing the reference and the person calling for the reference, it's like, and I'm fucking. Yeah. What if you, how do you bomb a reference? Yeah. I mean, and you don't. People, people like, you know, people don't have the same flowery language that I do. So a lot of people aren't as descriptive or, or can't Me. come down, come up with things. <laughs> and it's like, there, you know, a lot of references, if you call your correct reference, it's just going to be some quiet person that's like, uh huh. Yep. Yeah. They, they worked. They worked hard. Like you said, like you yeah. are, you would be a good reference. They, uh, they worked here from the. They worked here from April to May for one year. I mean, what I don't know what you would say, and that's why I I you don't. Just have to you're say right. That I you wouldn't can... make a great one because I just think that all. I think in my mind, it's that I think that bosses don't care at all, and they just want somebody that's going to do the work. But that is not true. That is the cynical way that I look at work. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's not this, the way a lot of people look at work. Like, I look at it in a way uh, that all I can see is, you know, all the stuff you read about it, all the kind of Marxist contradictions and stuff like that. Like, all I can really see is all that. I, I go into a job and I'm like, uh, uh, you're acting like you want me here, but you don't you just want somebody to work and like as long as i work and i stay out of your face which a lot of times is really all they want they just don't want you the bosses and shit just don't want you to end up in their office yeah you can get a good well reference that's what they're saying if you just don't like it's yeah. just take up the least amount of space possible right <laughs> is what it is yeah having a non-memorable is probably the best possible reference someone's yeah. like oh yeah he was here, um, you know. What? Don't I don't remember. He didn't cause me any problems. I guess. Yeah. You know? He threw salad dressing <laughs> yeah, at the owner when he left. Yeah. You know, the last three jobs I had went real bad at the end. Yeah, I mean that was. You start growing up and you're like, I'm a man, damn it! I'm gonna say something. Well, the last three, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're right. You're right. When the boss was a prick about something, I was. You're like you can't I, talk to me like that. Yeah, I have a whole, I have a fucking house. But I let that guy talk about me. Sure, I let that guy. I would talk to you on the phone. It was three months. Yeah, and I would be like, this guy's so fucking mean. He yells at me. I don't know what to do. And I was having panic attacks about losing this job where I was making nine dollars an hour. Yeah. All <laughs> so. right. Next call. 
Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh, hey, I think that's me. One sec. Uh, I just took you off speaker. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's up? Cool, cool. This is uh, at Jewel Tones on Twitter. Uh, I messaged. I accidentally text-walled Brian again. Ooh, been some bad mental health stuff going on. But I'm uh, getting better, so that's all good. Yeah, good to hear. Yeah, I just, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, my recent experiences with, like, housing instability. I don't know if you'd call it, like, homelessness, but, like, I was doing some couch surfing in my, uh, you know, the last month or two for me. Oh, really? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, was that job I gotta be or? honest, like, no, not a job loss thing. I, thankfully, I got a two pretty good paying jobs right now. I do, uh, pizza delivery. I also serve court papers, which, like, you know, Oof. that's like three steps below a cop. So, uh, I don't know. Trying to get out of that business. I don't know if I feel like serving papers is a cop. Like, I never you got can't arrest anybody. I yeah. never do one. The person serving the papers is doing the job. They're not upholding that fucking yeah. law. It also sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, as a job, it sounds I, fun because of Pineapple it is Express. Very fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. It's great fun because, you know, I just drive around, which I love driving, and I mainline theory podcasts into my veins the whole time. So, like, I'm allegedly getting smarter, maybe. Um, but, yeah, with, with the housing thing, though, I do got to thank the street bike community, particularly, uh, we'll call them A&J from the uh, Street Fighters Facebook group. I actually met them through the Facebook group originally. Cool. Uh, we became great friends over the last like year and a half or so and uh they really really pulled fucking through for me let me sleep on their couch a lot and uh now i'm finally saved up i got my name on a lease on a new spot it's real good wow that's great that's That's i I always love to hear of people getting their i always love to hear of people getting their their apartment back like that is like a, one of the most positive i think stories yeah and that somebody can hear and i i've uh not when i was younger i let somebody live on my couch for a few weeks and uh i think that everybody the popular refrain from everybody else was that i was a sucker and that people thought i was going to take advantage of and that this person was never going to leave and that one month becomes three months and all this stuff and that was not the case I mean, it just person needed a safe, yeah, safe place to be in to plan I, I, where the next month was going. I'm sorry. Go ahead. True. No, you're all good. You're all good, Sam. Uh, I think there's like, I have similar stories where like I've helped out like other people who are like either homeless or housing unstable and people call me a sucker. It's like, yeah, maybe like I'm willing to be a mark to have a, like a clear conscience. And it like has turned out well for everyone involved i actually to talk more about like my specific situation i'm around the milwaukee area and like very literally would not be alive if it wasn't for the people in milwaukee dsa and there are like people in and around the chapter who have done things like you know house someone for a few months or whatever and they're like that's your people so like my advice especially to any other like trans people out there trying to get away from their families like hit up the left start participating and when you need it they just might be there for you yeah that's really that's that's a great message actually and people i i think that like people 
tend to think like with the couch surfing, the sucker thing. Yeah. Like that to me is like people who may have been fucked over earlier in their life, not even by a person who had to couch surf at their house. But there are a lot of people that when they're growing up have experiences with people that it paints everything for the rest of their life. And for the rest of their life, it's like anybody sleeping on your couch is a sucker. And really what they need is like, somebody to just have a conversation with yeah. them about Te- people's nature. Yeah. Tell them, tell them that you can trust people again and yeah. they're not going to betray you every single time. Yes. It happens, but yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You're accepting, you know, you can accept either way it goes. You're going to live if they betray you or not, you know, like you're going to be able to make it through. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people too, it's like they might've like when they were a kid have seen some family member sleeping on the couch and then been privy to like, Maybe their parents or something bitching about it. But, you know, parents are going to bitch about it and still give the couch as a place to stay. That's yeah. just kind of what family does. And I think people kind of underestimate, like, the love there. And you're right. I mean, and you, and you, and you are right. Like, um, you want to be in a network of people like this. Like, you're the people that are calling into the show. Like, the ones that uh, aren't, you know, are willing to help without, you know, assuming the worst in humanity. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I've uh, not had a couch to sleep, like offer people, and like can't offer my bed for obviously. Like I'm sleeping in that, and I ain't sleeping with you. Kind of. What? Well, now <laughs> have you thought about maybe you sleep on the couch and then uh, let them oh, sleep in the couch, bed? But like, oh, okay. Day, yeah, you you will go day, out as I, soon as I'm able to uh, pick up a couch. I, I scavenged this mirror. A few weeks ago, some uh, dipshits were going to throw it out. So I uh, gave it a quick little wash. Uh, you know, threw it in my car first, but gave it a quick quick little wash at the new place and then set it up. And now I got a free mirror. So, like, I'm a, I'll know, say this. Maybe with the couch. I'll say this, okay? I just bought my first couch this year at 41 years old. I never paid for a couch until this year. Is the first time, and let me tell you something. I bought an enormous couch. <laughs> it's so huge, way too big for your house. No, it's not. It's definitely not too big for my house. It's half. It takes room. up half the living room. It's probably like four hundred square feet. <laughs> it's so fucking comfortable, and you can That's like amazing. any way it's a that couch is a bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, any way that you sit, you can also lay down <laughs> on that thing. And we bought, we didn't measure before we left, but I'm glad we didn't measure because I love the couch. Like, I'm so happy to have a huge couch, especially quarantine time. You know what I mean? I bought that right before quarantine. Can you imagine sitting on that old couch I had for yeah. just three people? The most no uncomfortable way. couch ever fucking made all through quarantine. Yeah, you, you can't lay down on it at all. That's a fucking couch you it's couldn't lay down time. on. You gotta have something comfy. Yeah, I had a couch you couldn't lay down on. It was horrible. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> You'll get one. It sounds like you're on... It sounds like you're uh, 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 you're on the mend here. It sounds like uh, you went through yeah, some stuff. Yeah, things have been going really well. I actually... Um, I'm in the Facebook group. It's Olivia L. from the Facebook group. Uh, but I had the mods when I was like mid panic mode, just like mute me for a while, which was a very good decision. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to them. 
Uh, I'm also, would you mind if I give some plugs before I jump off here? Yeah, go for it. So I uh, had enough money sitting around to register an LLC for the state of Wisconsin. Awesome. Uh, Left Eye Investigations is what we're called. Going to start start routing to court papers through that, but also offering things like resume help, uh, you know, mutual learning or tutoring in like my broken Spanish dialect. Um, I don't know if I actually speak that much Spanish, uh-huh. uh, as well as like just job search, test prep, things like that. So uh, you can find me at Jewel Tones on Twitter, J-U-U-L uh, underscore T-O-N-E-S or linktree slash AL8065A. Yeah, well, thanks for calling in. Uh, that sounds great. Um, you know, I, I remember, uh, I don't know how old you are. I don't know if you, how old you said how old you are, um, but uh, I remember. 23. Yes, okay. This It's a tough time. And I remember, um, I remember at the time uh, reviewing a friend of mine's resume that was like totally dog shit. Like, they had no idea why they weren't getting jobs and stuff. And I looked at it, and I was like, this is, like, garbage. This looks so bad. Um, but, you know, sometimes friends aren't able to do that, and you really just need, like, an outside expert to say, like, you got to improve the language here, or you got to change this or that, because it doesn't come easy. And they it, there is kind of a rubric that they are looking that they have for the information that they're looking for. They they want you to say and sound like this certain candidate. So And it takes a lot to, to figure out, you know, if, if it's not. Yeah, 100%. I like it's hard too. like I got the benefit of getting to go like to a private school with this fancy degree I couldn't afford but like might as well use that and like offer an affordable price it's like five bucks minimum for just like a reformat and light edits and then you know kind of sliding scale payment from there Uh, but I'm trying to be like affordable about it I don't want to become a small business tyrant in my 40s no, I mean, um, you know, I, so like, I, I mean, yeah, it's, I, I want to say like having an LLC is great because you can't, that Donald Trump $750 tax stuff, you know, we're not applauding what he does, but you know, having an LLC, we've been able to, to move money around. We've been able to make life a lot easier. And if you're going to try to make money off something like this, you want to be able to write off all of your expenses and stuff. And and get a return at the end of the year. So, you know, it just because you open an LLC or you go through that doesn't mean you're you intend to conquer the world, you know, but it also allows you yeah. to get it lets you to get grants. It allows it opens up a lot of of money and opportunity and and the uh chance to to work with, you know, other people. Yeah, I'm also offering like connection to services to like uh, probably going to offer that for free, like ref- referring people to the local tenants union and stuff. Yeah. Um, cause like that information should be free. Yeah. Have you talked to, do you talk to Kayla Wilson at all in the group? Uh, she actually last year, uh, around the time where I was also trying to get permanently out of my parents' place, uh, she gave me some very good okay. crowdfunding tips, but I haven't okay. talked about her or I haven't talked with her about this at all. Uh, but I should definitely hit her up now that you mention her. Yeah, I would say, uh, check out, she, they're doing the, uh, meta mobile boutique and have had a lot of stuff going on and, you know, kind of picked up, but doing a similar thing, job help for, you know, people that, that, that need it, you know? Cool. All a hundred percent, uh, give her a, send her a message. All right. All right. Appreciate it. Have a Thanks good one. Thanks for calling. Right, well, yeah. Good talking to y'all. Take care. Peace. Oh, it's me. 
Uh, one more. Um, I mean, we should probably do ten forty-five. Oh yeah, we started late as hell. We started at nine fifteen. You're right. Sorry. So, Thanks I mean, if the next fight, who are we talking to tonight? Sorry. Hey, this is Dave. Can you hear me? Yeah. What's up, oh. Dave? Oh, I ran out of money. Oh, did we? It keeps oh, doing that now. Shit, man. The autosave is off. Uh, they'll call back. I got it. Mm. <laughs> Give us a second. We ran out of money. I don't know if it hung up on everybody um, or not. I think it does. I don't know. The last time we came back, we got like all the calls back. Yeah, just stay in there. We're we coming. keep running out of fucking money. I know. I keep. Hey, can I tell you why you're getting the money in there? A uh-huh. little quick story. My card changed is what happened. I know. I have a bunch of my stuff. So is it? Because I use yours. Oh, um, I can give you a new one. Oh, it's fine. I don't need it right now anyway. Uh, so uh, I have this thing called the overdraft. again, Jason. You guys got no a call. connection. I, I lost it. Yeah. I have, have a. There's calling uh, the guy that, or no, I don't know who it was. Guy Gal or non-binary pal. That got dropped. I think I see your number. Yeah. What I. Yeah. So let me tell you the story then while we're waiting for all this shit to happen. Uh, so I uh, uh, have this overdraft line of credit. Okay. Thank you yeah. for. <laughs> can you turn. Did they hear that? They. I can hear it. Yeah, I can. They hear can it hear it. Some phone freaker is going to record the tones and get our password. It doesn't have the well, same tones. I know. Oh, good. Okay, so they can't hear it, Brian. Oh, I can. Take That's it cool. out. So, what I want to tell a story that's only two sec, two minutes. I swear to two God, sex. I'll just get it done. Okay. Uh, I have this overdraft line of credit account. Okay. That like is basically just you spend all your money and then you have it's a two thousand dollar loan is what it is okay it's basically but they frame it like it's for overdraft protection yeah so you have to make payments on it and obviously i went all the way to the limit of course and now i pay it back a little bit every month right Uh i usually use it at the end of the month it's just i kind of use it i think i pay like maybe fifteen dollars a month to have that money like hidden away right okay so i put money in it last week and then katie got paid i was like i'm gonna put some more money in the overdraft line of credit thing this is feeling real good about myself uh-huh put some more in there it'll make me feel even better later in a month i went to do it and they wouldn't let me put any more money in because i was all caught up on the maximum amount of payments or something. And I almost cried that wow. a bank account wouldn't let me give them money. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> they said you're done. They they were like, no, man. Oh, I'm no, sorry. We, we, you already paid that off. Wow. You, it's not paid off for sure, but paid. it's just you. They won't let you pay more than a certain amount. You know, why wouldn't that you pay it all? You know how it is with like credit with cars and stuff like that. It's like they won't let you pay it all off right away without like a penalty because they want it to go on for longer, I believe. Oh, and I think that's what's going on. But it just is like most of the time I was like, we got to get some money in the overdraft line of credit. And then this month I was like, uh, 
we can't put no more money in the overdraft line of credit and felt like Bill fucking Gates when that error message came in. I, I, I don't Bill think you are. Bill Gates. I, I think people like. doing the back of the napkin math here. I don't think you made out like Bill Gates on that one. No, but I feel like it. Like, I uh, feel like, oh, this motherfucker so, is running around fucking just throwing money all. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like, I felt like for the first time in my life, I felt like, all right, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I got money. Uh huh. Like more, but you pay. You didn't pay it off. I can't. They won't let me. Okay. And I can't pay it off. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't to know be what happened here. So far, caught up on a bill that they won't let you pay anymore. I'm usually uh, way behind. You're only on a allowed to pay. Bill. Right. Oh, yeah. No, no. Actually, every, all my bills would take all my money anytime I want to give it to them. I tried, man. It, it told me to fuck off. That's great. I wish mine would. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It's not like a. It's really almost no money. I was just saying that, like, it felt like because a company wouldn't take any of my money because I was so caught up on a bill that it was like this is the first time in my life that has ever happened. Like yeah. that is a thing. That, like, I'm usually being like, I need to get $43 to pay this bill. <laughs> or I have been for decades at this point. So I just felt, you know, a little more powerful. A little yeah. more Bill Gates-ish. Sure. I felt like a fucking Jeff Bezos with my $400. Yeah, I know that you've never been that. I'm never going to be close to any of the. I'm never going to be close to the a millionaire. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Thank you, guys. This is Labor Lift. Hey, yeah, Labor Lifts, on, do you Labor think Lift. I could be a millionaire? Uh, how are you going to get there? Oh, I haven't thought of that Spend yet. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> don't you think that I have the, the, the ability to become a millionaire? Brett's shaking his head no. I think, I'm, I think this is not a vote of confidence. So when I do become a millionaire... I think if I knew who was qualified to be a millionaire and... Uh, how to get there, I don't think I'd be like practically unemployed at this point. So I might not true. be the best person to That's ask. true. I know. It's just, I, I think I have the ability to do it someday. Mm. But what it involves is I just have to make money. You know? Uh, well, some hanging on to what you got is also one way. <laughs> and, well, yeah, but I'm bad at that. So I gotta make a bunch of money. Yeah, it has to is- involve making money for me. It can't be saving money. Yeah, I would say for you to get to a million, you'd have to be making so much that you couldn't spend it fast enough and you just that's accidentally ex- end up with a million dollars. That's it? That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. I don't know. I feel I, like I can hustle. Yeah, I you got to like own that stuff that makes its own money, like factories and shit. But Ooh, nope. That's, I, uh, won't own a f- I won't be a boss. I'm going to tell you what. If I, if I, even, if I made a million dollars, I would never be anybody's boss. For I just sure. think that every time you got to nine hundred thousand, you'd buy an eight hundred thousand dollar item. Yeah, like that's a hoodie. what I believe. Yeah, an eight hundred thousand dollar hoodie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd <laughs> be one nice model kit. The only one. Yeah, really nice model. Pair of shoes. I saw a thirty nine thousand dollar pair of shoes on StockX the other day. Yeah, and the thing that got me about Holy that thirty nine thousand dollar pair of shoes, it was the highest bid was twenty six dollars. but but like it was a dragon ball z pair of shoes like that 
is what oh. gets up to $39,000. Wow. That's Dragon that Ball sad. Z shit. Were they doing some stunt with like a fashion company or something? Or was it that expensive just for Dragon Ball Z? Shit? It was Adidas and Dragon Ball Z. That was all it was. It was fucking crazy to me. Because it was just like, I, the reason it's, I mean, $39,000 pair of shoes is crazy anyway, no matter what. But like the fact that it's Dragon Ball Z that is fetching well, that kind not, of I mean, money. They're just collectibles. They're like baseball cards. They're like action figures. They're like doll babies. They're like antiques. They're like anything that people collect. I, 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 what I'm trying to say is I would never expect anything with dragon ball z on it to be worth more than a hundred dollars <laughs> is what you're I'm trying too old to say. man you're way too old that's i, I agree i am us. it's since me and down everybody's changed by dragon ball z i know when it went to toonami on the on the f in the, the 90s i'm just telling- i remember that i wasn't allowed to watch the show because <laughs> i was uh real little and it was too violent Whoa. Oh, man. My brother was just telling me the day that he takes his dog to a place where you can't verbally talk down to your dog while you're there. Uh-huh. Right? Is that what he's saying? You yes. were talking to him, too. Oh, God. Yeah. They and I just was like, that. I see. Okay. Now, that that's too much for me. Yeah. That's- you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That kind of... That's too... I am the most... I, hey, look, I'm, I'm all for, I'm for safe spaces. Obviously, I think that there should be safe spaces. I even try to provide one to people mm-hmm. listening to my show. Like, that's my highest level mm-hmm. of like, that's what I want to do. But dogs can get yelled at. I mean, that's just been historically, you know, people yell at dogs. Yeah. That's the only thing we should, I mean, you we shouldn't be yelling at each other as people. Right. We shouldn't be doing that. Right. We need something to yell at because there's obviously an innately human drive to yell at things. Yeah. Now, I'm not immune to it. I love it's yelling cathartic, at things. Yeah. yeah, I love yelling. Again, dream vacation somewhere so far away that I can scream all day and all night. All I want, you know. I um I like yelling at kids still. So. Oh, it's it still gets something out of great. me. Great. I didn't do it a lot when Gwen was a kid. I mean, every once in a while I'd give her one of these. Oh, come on, dude. You know, like I yelled at her probably three times the whole time. Yeah. I I'm a fucking laid back guy. You know, hey. I'm like you. ice cold. So what's up, labor lifts? No, I think the last time I yelled at a kid was when I was teaching a middle school English class. Mm, that makes sense. Did he just, did this kid piss you off like so badly? Like, I can't imagine what, how old was the kid? Oh, dude, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to get me riled up. I think he was, would have been about 13. Oh, experts. Around there. Experts in that. They are, Oh, he, I mean, professionals. We're, we're on the second floor of the school building. He's got one of those, like, plastic balls with suction cups all around it okay this is gonna rule and you know he's throwing it and sticking it to stuff you know whenever you let him get his hands on it so i had confiscated it earlier in the class i (laughs) give it back at the end i'm walking out the door and before i even get out the door this kid has opened the window on the second floor of this building and is holding it like he's gonna drop it down on the cars in the parking lot (laughs) that's it that's funny 
<laughs> I mean, he's just having a time there, huh? I I grabbed that thing out of his hand and pulled him back from the window. And th- this was an English class. He did not speak very much English. Okay. Um, this was in Fukushima, Japan. But there's a, a level of angry you get to where any second language just goes away. So instead of being able to explain to him uh, why what he was doing was stupid, I just, in English, was just shouting, why? Why would you think that's okay? (laughs) Why would this occur to you as an idea? I had a teacher. I had a teacher. I had an earth science teacher, Mr. Schwendeman, when I was in ninth grade. And I was the worst student in the fucking world to this guy. Like, he hated me, my fucking guts. And one day, the bell for the end of the day of school accidentally went off. I don't know if they were, like, testing it or if there was something else, like, or if somebody hit the button on accident, but the bell went off. And I knew that it was not the end of the school day. But as soon as it went off, he's in the middle of a lecture. As soon as it goes off, I get off and get get up and start running <laughs> at the door like fast, not fast, fast, but as in like, Ugh, you know, and he fucking grabbed me by the arm and held me up <laughs> against the wall and was so fucking mad. I've never seen another person be that mad at at me before and he yelled at me and when i think about it now it's like yeah the running towards the door thing's just a gag i probably wouldn't have even ran out the door you yeah. know i was just doing a little gag a little funny gag but that's not the reason he did it he no. did it because that was the icing on several cakes <laughs> you know like that's yeah. uh, most of the time when adult yells is it at it at a kid it's more of like yeah, just the general vibe of the day. Right? Yeah, yeah. I had a history teacher in like ninth grade who was known for just flipping out on kids. And there was some story that he had like thrown one of these big ass hardcover textbooks at a kid one time. I don't know how you keep your job when you have that reputation, but he would Dude. absolutely fly off the handle. Yeah, a lot of teachers kept their job where I went that had reputations for being angry at me. And there was, I had a math teacher and uh, he was the other person. that's the maddest I've ever seen somebody. Cause he had a goddamn ceiling fan in his room, in his classroom. And this fucking dude grabbed his textbook and just fucking tossed it into the ceiling fan while the guy's talking. <laughs> and the guy got so mad, he kicked a trash can into the uh, hallway and was just fucking screaming at us. <laughs> like, and, and it was like, and it was like at the time, I didn't understand why he got so mad about it. Yeah. Because it was just like, it's funny. It was the guy's yeah. doing a fucking gag with the He's book. He's doing this for everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's for everybody. This is a little boring in here. <laughs> it's like everybody's uh, like looking for something new besides what teachers put Math. Out. Yeah, yeah you're sitting math. in math. You're like, this is, nothing's happening here. It's like you're up there with numbers and letters and I hate it. And uh, that guy threw the fucking book into the ceiling fan. It was very exciting for everybody in the classroom. And I got to say, if I'm making a value judgment on who's worth more to me right now, 
It's ceiling fan book guy. Okay. For sure. <laughs> he's, that's going to be, he'd probably be a fake reference for you. Yeah. We should actually have got to vote on who was worse in that situation when we were in school because kicking a trash can into the hallway, that's a little much, you know, but those old metal school trash cans yeah, into yeah. a fucking hallway with no carpet or anything like that. Bang. Yeah. Too much. Going off. Too fucking much. When, uh, when I was in fourth grade, we made the, uh, the computer lab teacher quit just walk out of the classroom on the spot quit. <laughs> i mean it's it was one of those like uh rotations you do in elementary school you go out to gym one day and we had a computer lab when the schools in the area were just starting to get them and uh the teachers would just drop you off with that whatever class you had that day and that was their break so we knew we didn't have to listen to whoever the person was we saw like once every other week to like learn how to type. So people just ignored her. She'd say, Oh, you can't talk. Don't, you know, search boobs on Google or whatever. <laughs> and uh, everybody just ignored her. Cause you know, our main teachers weren't going to have any consequences for that. And uh, one day she just said, I give up and walked out of the classroom and down to the main office and quit. Oh yeah, she'd been talking God. it up in her head, you know. Yeah, that was going on for a while. Yeah. Like that was I, probably a long time coming. Yeah, yeah, probably every class was like that. Yeah. You know? Teachers sometimes I mean, there are times and we have a lot of teacher listeners, and I'm just gonna tell you this. Sometimes you get a a reputation for something wild, like, oh, you know, she'll scream. This teacher will scream at the class if she gets mad and then the students just all the time are like yeah she, let her do her thing let's see if we can get <laughs> rile her up <laughs> yeah, yeah let's see if we can get her to scream i really with with middle school teachers specifically but also i mean my daughter's high school is so the kids are so good that like there's maybe two that get in any kind of trouble and it's just amazing to me, and that's why. And they're all sitting around like that was poor decision making on their part, and they they do, they know like how to make better choices. Yeah, yeah, and they 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 like the kids get grounded when they get you know it's this whole part. I got grounded when I got in trouble too, but I yeah. didn't care. It was worth it. But like, it's just wild how how like teenagers can really fuck your day up like they can really get you mad all kids yeah all kids can really get you mad they have like a real they're the only people that a lot of times will let make us mad enough to yell i don't want to fucking let some adult get me so mad that i'm yelling at yeah, them that seems true. like too much you know kids sometimes and people are like why are you yelling at your kids it's like kids sometimes are not going to respond to anything but yeah. that I've, I've found at times where it's like, no, you just got to be like, cut the fucking shit, please. Yeah. And then it works, you yep. know? So, yeah, that's how it goes. Well, well, thanks for calling in labor lifts. We love you. Yeah. It's good to talk with you guys. Yeah. It was yeah, fun. You guys have a good night. Oh, you too. Uh, do you mind if I plug something? Yeah. No. Maybe so. Uh, <laughs> I started up a uh, uh, left fitness uh, Discord server. Oh, if cool. anybody's interested, it's on the uh, Swole Harriet <laughs> subreddit. And uh, there's just a link anybody can hop in. 
Solitary right. subreddit has the Discord link. Yeah, you guys are. Gonna- yeah, it should be up there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm, you know, divide up. Yeah, the we've got a lot of people so even. far. They're pretty cool. <laughs> divide up the reps evenly. Right? Yeah, that's what Brian said. That's what I think. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Maybe some of us can do a little less. Yeah, we could. That would be great if we all agreed to do like, you know, 1500 squats today. But as a group, some of us would put in more than others. It's yeah. like steps. I would do like. Yeah, from each according to ability. Yeah, yes. I would do eight to 10. Yeah. I'm like good. just to help. I'm good for a hundred, a couple hundred. I'm not good for that many. You watched me try to do yoga last week and it was like, it looked. Well, you guys made it sound like a man made of wood was trying to do <laughs> yoga. Uh, yeah, I mean that's 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 that sounds like the type of language you would use. I'm sure that's the old <laughs> saying for the person that doesn't practice yoga. Well, it's just I don't stretch very much. Yeah. I want to start the stretching thing now. I think like I got to figure out how to do the splits. Go for splits. You just because you yeah do learn how to do the splits. Can you do the splits? No, no. Okay, I'm not gonna be able to learn. Just practice, splits. practice the splits. And then you could bust the splits on people, and they'd be like, no way, Brian just did the splits. You're like, I'll do it again. Bow, and you just do the splits. I mean, this is really appealing. Yes, it's impressive. Because I like <laughs> I like a challenge. Backflip's also good for that. Backflip is also standing backflip. I don't, I mean. I don't think I'll ever be able late, to do I that. But it's a little the, late in life for that. The splits, I, I think I can work the splits out a little splits. bit. I think that every like day if, I try the splits. Yeah. If it was every day I tried and I, I, I did all the exercises you would it's have to trying. do to learn the splits. Cause uh-huh. I'm sure it's a move. And then I'll start doing the splits on the live shows. Okay. And then you can do a move too. <laughs> you have to figure out a move. <laughs> You know, you do, back do one of those though. yoga, do one of those things where headstand. you're on one hand. I can do a headstand. Mm, one hand is. A one hand. One hand is one hand. so good, dude. Okay. The people that know how to stand on one hand, they're the most powerful Acrobats? Professional acrobats? I mean, I've seen other people do it, though, on, like, YouTube and shit. Okay. You know, yeah. Oh, when I was a teenager, I used to be able to hold it for a couple of seconds. Some yearbook person took a picture of it. Was like, "Yeah, we're gonna put this in the yearbook," and uh, they never did. Uh, Labor uh, lifts no. did it. I was like, "God damn!" I spent time practicing. You're not even gonna use it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a great shot. That's what I'm hoping for with the splits. Like, I get it down before we go to tour, and then a bunch of people will get pictures of me, and then. All of a sudden, the AV club's like, can you believe this podcaster <laughs> can do the splits? That's the report we're going to get. That's it. <laughs> uh, we'll get some press, man. Was, this guy, he didn't look like he did the splits at all. He did the splits. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking, it was wild. <laughs> he, he also showed me that he had walked 400,000 steps that week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'd want to listen to that podcast. Okay. You know? I like it. <laughs> let's get uh let's take a break we take a break yeah let's yeah, take a you break guys take it easy i'll send you that link all right thanks thank you have a good night it. uh callers right. you'll get on the line there's not very many of or you. we can just we can ride it out if that's what you want to do oh we can take a break i'm fine with breaks i like breaks okay i need to fill up my drink again okay and uh i ha- i so today was brian's daughter's birthday what and, a wonderful young lady uh, and it was at our house basically i woke up and started working and then i I went from cleaning up the outside to making spaghetti 
to doing all of the tech, all of the sound tech, like to play the music and then to play the movie outside. And then all of a sudden it was time to record. So, and I feel I like should have helped with some of that. I, I apologize I'm for just, that. I've been in motion the whole time. Me too. And I did not, I, I checked the balance on that. I really apologize. Everybody that got hung up on that really sucked. I, I, I was just, you know, not in the right mind frame right now. And I looked like shit. I hate the, I hate the live stream right now. Yeah. I'm going to shower before every single show. <laughs> if you're listening, you can call in. Uh, uh, yeah, there is space plenty of room on the feed, and we'd love yeah. to take your calls. So. All right. So we'll be back in a few minutes. This week, we got music from Never Better. You can find them at neverbettershreds.bandcamp.com. Hell yeah. This is uh, their demo. And it's short, but whatever. We can just have dead air, I guess. If it happens, I think it might go to the next song.
welcome back to Street Fighter Radio, the call-in show. Um, thank you for those of you that have uh, followed along through all the tumultuous times we've had this evening. Sorry for starting late. Sorry for running out of money, but thank you for calling in. If those of you that have stuck with us, we've had some great calls so far. Uh, that music was from Never Better. They're at neverbettershreds.bandcamp.com. Very easy to remember. Out of Portland, Oregon. So show them some love. Follow them. You know, hit them up. Take buy their music. Show them some support. Uh, if you're in a band and you want to send stuff our way, streetfightradio at gmail.com or DM on Twitter, Facebook, any of that stuff, we'll get to it. Uh, we, uh, I don't know. What else? What's going on? What's going on? Shocktober 2 is happening right now. If you want to support the show and hear more, you know, if, uh, if you want more Street Fight Radio, uh, I just did the Loveline episode with Brian and them, with Brian and Chris, them. But, uh, it was really fun. It was a bit. Love Lime was a fun episode. Very I was worried weird. about it. I was like a little bit like this is an odd show to do. You know, Shock Jock for teenagers is uh, not something that is that's an I said this at the end of the show. It's like an oddity that there was this Shock Jock radio show for teenagers because teenagers, I mean, we're talking 18 to 35 maybe or, or 18 to 41 i think is the demo that they shoot for mm-hmm. so like it's usually for older older men yeah. is who they're shooting for so this was a show for teenagers with adam carolla of all people who doesn't seem like a guy that would work well with any teenagers right but you know the show is entertaining enough to listen to i didn't hate it yeah, it was a big part of my growing up for sure. And before, you know, internet was available, it was a place to some, to hear, uh, questions that, uh, you had, but would never ask out loud. Very dumb questions. Very yes. dumb. Like, very there were a lot questions. of like guys that didn't quite understand how, how sex works. Yes. Calling in and asking questions about sex and it was just kind of like oh um, this person is way misunderstood <laughs> also like when i was young i believed a lot of that i believed a yeah. lot of those like you know rumors about sex like you just hear it's this thing that's built up so much in your head that like it's impossible not to have 50 different like weird uh, uh beliefs about it you know or, or believe things like sex can cause cancer and stuff like that yeah there's lots of questions about whether you can get cancer from somebody through sex yeah which is i you know i would have never asked that but i'm glad some i'm glad we got to all hear it out loud that somebody person got to answer that question like they got an answer to that question it would have been a lingering question i'm sure yeah yeah all right we got just a couple calls to, to end out the show here so let's get to them thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight Oh, hey, guys. What's up? Not a lot. Who's this? Uh, hey, this is Bingus the, the Bongs from Iowa, uh, Iowa City. Oh, right. Bingus Bongs? What was the name? Bingus of the Bongs. Ah, yes. Bingus of the Bongs on Instagram. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, right. yeah, you're uh, okay. Oh, all right. Well, I, I never know if people can hear me on the uh, earbuds. Whenever I'm talking to my mom, it's a whole ordeal with... Uh, I, is like it AirPods? Can't hear me on the Apple. No, no, oh, just not on the Apple thing. Air, AirPods, just the regular ear earbud. I have both, and I never think yeah. anybody can hear me. So, 
I agree with you. Yeah. Well, what's up tonight? I know you didn't call to talk about earbuds. <laughs> no. Unless you did, we can uh, do that. I love them. No. I hate them. I've bought like six pairs over the last like four years. They suck. They short but out. Anyway, I, I, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I want to keep it short and sweet, you know, probably because you got a lot of other calls. And mm. really, last time I called in, maybe like a year ago, I ended up feeling kind of embarrassed how much time I ended up taking up <laughs> from you guys because I was a little tipsy. Well, we can hang <laughs> but, up on um, you yeah. if you take too much time. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, but I, I got a, I got a short story about a, a nice little scam that I used to do in a teenager. Cool. Okay. And I, know we, I know you guys love scams. Uh, yes, more than anything. Um, and the scamming time. Scam, it's time to do flim flam and scam and all of that. Yeah, we live in scam world now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first, first, though, I just wanted to comment on Brian's uh, uh, overdraft account. Yeah. That you got there at your bank. I have basically the same thing, although it doesn't sound exactly the same, but it's like a line of credit account. Yeah. I've had it at my bank for like five years. Uh, I ended up, I, I ended up getting it because I couldn't get a credit card. And, uh, this was like the next best thing. Uh, but I had a job where, uh, I started working for a solar company and they wanted you to buy all these tools in order to get hired, like an impact driver and like this certain, socket set and uh you know like a belt and the right kind of shoes for being on a roof and stuff and went to my bank and they had this line of credit thing and i got 400 dollars line of credit from the bank as like a separate checking account i guess uh-huh. um and so i bought all those tools for like 350 bucks and uh it basically now it just functions as an overdraft protection thing. Cause, yeah. You know, if I ever, if I ever like fuck up and Spotify comes out of my PayPal and I don't have any money in my bank, instead of them charging me the overdraft fee, they just withdraw it from that line of credit account. Yeah. But long story short on that, it's been like four or five years since I've had that. And I don't think I've ever made it. Well, I've definitely never made it back down to zero. <laughs> that I owe them. I, I've consistently kept it at like 150 to 200. Yeah. I do that a lot too. <laughs> I do. I mean, a lot of times yeah. it's 200, 200 to 150, but this time I got a little more in there and I felt, felt so powerful and I need an overdraft line of credit. Right. I, I overdraft a lot, uh, but I don't overdraft oh, sure. at the account anymore because of the line of credit. I'm, I've been able to not overdraft. But it's one of those things that's like, it's what you said. Spotify comes out and you're already kind of, you know, moving in the direction of no money. And you're like, shit, I thought I had $40 and now I have, you know, $25. And uh, that's a significant difference when you're dealing in that level of money. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I got mine because our car needed fixed. Is what happened. We needed our car fixed. We couldn't get a credit card. We couldn't get a loan, but they said we can give you an overdraft line of credit. 
and then you can just overdraft your account. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, tight, let's do that. And then, you know, I've owed on it since. That car. Match made in heaven. I'm still paying for that car to this day. That that fucking 97 Grand Am. I am still paying for that car. Oh, wow. All the way to now. It's a Grand Am, man. You know, we all sin and drive a Grand Am. And uh, that's what happens to you. It costs you money. You're still paying in your 40s. It's unfortunate. So what's up? Yeah. Oh, uh, the uh, there was a caller like a couple weeks ago, I think, that was talking about their like train hopping story. Yeah. And uh, it it brought up this old memory back when I was like 18 and 19. I uh did this did the shithead thing and just decided to go hitchhiking and ended up doing like train hopping for a year um so cool there was this great scam that that me and my friends ran though uh which is what i want to talk about okay uh and it's 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 not a great scam it's a horrible scam it's the dumbest scam ever it you you don't get hardly any money for it (laughs) Those are the best <laughs> ones to hear about, though. <laughs> yeah. It, you, you get some cash. But uh, so basically, we would uh, go to Target. And uh, I think they, yeah, they still have Starbucks and Targets now. Yep. Yep. Um, I, they, uh, so you go to Target and uh, get, something uh inconspicuous from like what i would usually do is get like an uh like a like an expensive phone case for like 50 dollars or something like an ipad or like a tablet case otter box or something yeah some some expensive phone case for like 50 dollars and just walk it right on over to the uh customer service counter and return it with <laughs> yeah no receipt <laughs> and uh <laughs> All they and and sometimes it, I can't remember if they wanted an ID or not. It, it that really changed. We were, we were, yeah. They usually want an ID if you're like returning something to Walmart or something with a receipt, but I feel like they didn't. I, a lot of the time, when I was 18 doing that stuff, they did not have it asked for IDs every single time. It helped your case though. It, they were more likely to give you the return if you had an ID. But it wasn't, right, right. it wasn't always mandatory. And yeah, we would also try to buy stuff and, you know, return it another place and keep the receipt and shit, that kind of shit before it was all digitized. Yeah. I, and also tags, yeah. tags when that's back when you could do tag switching where it would, you would just take a tag off mm-hmm. something else and put it on a different box and they would just type it in. Yeah. I just recently, but you have to do it on something like cookware, something that like they would not understand <clears throat> that it's $300 cookware that you just bought for $70 or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I just recently bought a pair pair of earbuds, and then took them back and bought another pair of earbuds for seventy dollars instead of thirty. And then I took them back again without a receipt, and I had to just stand there and be like, "I know this looks bad. I know what this looks like, but I'm telling you." I just want to return these. They don't work and I don't like them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they ended up doing it. But I think, 
I think me pleading my case was got what got me there. Yeah. Because it was just like, I'm looking at them like, look, if you can't do it, I, f- I fucking get it if you can't do it. Right. Cause I know what this looks like. Right. And, uh, I think that's what got me to be able to do it was like just being honest with like, it looks like I'm ripping you off. I swear I'm not ripping you off. Right. Right. Um, so the, where the scam comes in is, uh, it's not just the the classic return scheme, but at the uh, Target, you could only get in-store credit. Yeah. Um, so they give you a gift card. But since they have a Starbucks in the Target, you can also get a Starbucks gift card and with that credit. So I get like a $50 Starbucks gift card. And I don't know if they do this anymore, but uh, at the time, you could take your Starbucks gift card and get cash back. Oh, they'd never let you do that purchase. now. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. would never. That that shit's way over with. They they cut that shit out because that that really was like was, a good scheme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would no, but it was really stupid even at the time because I think there was like a ten dollar maximum cash back amount. So yeah. you had like a fifty dollar gift card, and then. uh you would go in and buy. Uh, I would go in and buy a shot of espresso for like a dollar, dollar fifty or whatever, and then get the remaining of that ten dollars cash back. So <laughs> like, you know, make <laughs> end up with like uh, eight bucks, eight eight, eight twenty five, <laughs> and then use that cash to go buy a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, it's a lot of work for the amount of money. Right. I will say that. You're a hard worker. Yeah, you are a hard worker. <laughs> I always say the, the best scammers would actually make more if they did a real job. A lot of times, like the people that come up with the most scams would just do better to get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did. I used to, anytime I got gift certificates when they were actual certificates and not cards... I would just go and buy something really cheap and get all the money back. Yeah, but I remember it only ha- it that. I mean, I wasn't out of high school before they stopped doing that. You know, it would be like, you know, I had an uncle that would give us $10 in McDonald's gift certificates every year. And I would just go buy a fucking Sprite and get the rest of the money back and buy a pack of cigarettes with it. So I, it was the same, same thing. But like, I always came out. You know, it's like it's like my my uncle handed me ten dollars in McDonald's gift cards, which were worth about eight dollars, right? To me, you know, I mean, also having McDonald's cards is really good. Like having back then, like if somebody gave you a gift card for a restaurant, that was just some shit that you were gonna buy anyway. But uh, they they kind of put one out of the like if somebody gave you an Applebee's or a Ruby Tuesday gift card back in our early days, we would be like. This is fucking nuts, dude. We get to go to Ruby Tuesdays and not have to pay. (laughs) Even now, if somebody gave me like an Applebee's gift card or something, I just feel I'm never going to go to Applebee's, but I have a gift card for 40 bucks. Like, I'm definitely going to Applebee's. Yeah. Yeah. A night out. 
There's a machine now that you can stick your gift cards in and get like a little more than half of the money back at the yep. grocery store. And it's so depressing of a machine to use. I've used it <laughs> and it bums me out every fucking time I use it. I'm just like, this is the lowest. This is my lowest point yeah. right here. This is pawning shit. Basically. At this yeah. point. This is what it was like when I had to pawn my birthday radio and then my parents kept coming in my room and saying, where's your stereo? And I'd have to be like, oh, I took it to my friend's house. Yeah. And they'd be like, you get that back. And it's like, mm, the pawn shop's not going to give it back unless I pay him that money. Yeah, I got to make a payment on that thing. Like, yeah. Not to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never got a single thing back out of the pawn shop. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're designed for. Yeah. Did you ever get anything back? I've never pawned anything. Wow. Yeah, I've never went to the pawn shop. That that's because you're a money guy. You know how to make money. You're yeah. a scam guy. Yeah, I wouldn't do scams. Only stuff. losers like me go to the pawn shop. <laughs> People too lazy to figure out how to do something and just every time they're broke, they go looking around their house. Like, what can I fucking sell? That's what'll solve all my problems if I sell something. Right. Usually a game system. Yeah, that's the that's the cash end, of course. Yeah. I sold that stereo for fifty I, I was like, well, let's let's go to the place. I got this stereo, I'll sell it for fifty bucks and then we'll go buy a quarter of we or a half ounce yeah, a quarter of weed and fucking we'll just hang out all night and smoke all this weed. And then we went and they were like, We can do twenty. And I was like, hey, this is a whole stereo. But it was just one of those shelf systems. That they weren't going to get more than $20 right. out of the fucking, or 30 bucks out of the fucking thing. Right. But uh, I thought they were going to give me 50 I was so excited, you know? Oh, God. You know what I never <laughs> selling did? A, selling you, that stereo. Oh, sorry. You know what I never did? Uh, My little thing that I never did? Uh, well, I never gave blood because I'm afraid of needles. But, uh... uh I'm trying to, I never I did never, rent to own. I never rented to own anything in my life. That's the one thing. That's the one broke people scam that I never got tied up in. I got so close to that fire. Like Ooh. I would go in there and look at stuff. Like this computer is so nice. My computer at home sucks so bad. I only need $65 a week to have this computer for, you know, for the next four years, I'm going to pay $6,000 for this computer. But I, and I would get so close and I'd let him pitch me and I would just, uh, I would just leave. I couldn't, yeah. I, I, you know, it's bad. It's like, you yeah. know, everybody tells you it's the worst deal in town, yep. but you're like, I need this thing. TVs. I need a couch right now. Yep. I need what my, I know someone that uh, did errands on their couch and it was like, it makes sense. Cause I went and looked at couches and was like, I'll never have that money. Yeah. TVs and DVDs, man. Like TVs and DVD players at that time were just like, I would look mm. at those fucking things and just be like, I could get the biggest fucking TV, yeah. you know, yeah. and a surround sound system. Like I could get the whole home theater that I'm dreaming about the plasma TV, which at the time is like a fucking really expensive TV. And it was just like, I would, I would get it all in my head and I just couldn't walk through the door because like you said, bad deal. It's just, you know, it's a bad deal. So it's really hard to make the bad deal. It's like writing the first payday advance for me yeah. was hard. It wasn't because I knew that's a bad deal. 
You know what I mean? My dad had said, if you ever need the money, call me. But, I, you know. Right. He wasn't going to do he that. He never gave me the money, number one. And number two, it's just, I, it just there's too much shame wrapped up in it, you know? Yeah. It's like the thing we did with Katie. But my wife, uh, her parents had uh, gas station credit cards uh-huh. when we were, like, early together. And we would have no money. And she would be like, Dad, can I borrow the gas station credit card? And then we would go fucking grocery shopping at a gas station with their credit card and just fucking, we'd just buy right. a bunch of shit so that we would have food Milk, for the rest eggs, of the week. Milk, Carton of cigarettes, yeah. you know? And just also fill the tank up with gas. So yeah. it was like, you know, we went to the fucking gas station and spent $100 <laughs> her dad's gas card like yeah that car eats gas you know yeah yeah that was like that that Uh, was like a good scam we had but it involves ripping off somebody's parents yeah so you don't want to be in that department yeah i had to pay back on my money my my parents were not would not lend me money and like i had to sit down and explain to them how and when it was going to get paid back and they made it such a hassle that i would never ask them yeah i mean my parents just said no and like her parents, they knew what we were doing with the gas card. We did it a sure. hundred fucking times. Yeah, I mean, you don't care. I wouldn't care if my kid did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, there's a, it's yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we. So, I mean, the the hundred dollars goes so far, you know. Yeah. When you don't have when you're you're looking for any like just groceries, like you said, you don't yeah. have groceries. Yeah, for sure. And it was just like one of those like. I don't know. It's just something we had to do at the time. We just yeah. needed Oreos and pizza po- hot pockets and yep. big ass cheeseburgers. We didn't get those, but I always see those yeah. and I think about them all the time. Every time I see them, I'm like, why did they name it big ass? I never eat the bomb double XL burrito and I always wanted that one too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Big ass though to me is like the most egregious. It's one Z, but then other times I've seen it as two oh, Z's. It's ass. a cheeseburger. Yeah. Big a z z and you would be like oh dip as soon as i type big ass it says burger yeah yeah oh yes i never noticed the name to be honest i don't i you can get them uh you can buy like a whole crate of them yeah i know (laughs) yeah sorry i know the big ass man i've seen people i've seen people at the grocery store like buying like buying just a cart full of those yeah. instead of like real food. Right. No, um, Amazon has a, uh, a case of them for $60. A case of 10 That's the $6 a, a big ass burger. Yeah. Fast big food ass. is cheaper than that. Yeah. The big ass though. You're getting some it's big, big ass. ass. You know, you're buying the brand name too. You know, oh, I listened to the Doughboys do. They did an AMPM. Oh the, no, like, the, no, no, no! And they talked about the way the burger tasted, and it would brought me back so much. They were like, "It just tastes like microwave burger." That just as soon as you bite into it, it just falls away. Like it's, ugh, it's for fifty one ninety five, you can get a big ass bacon addict cheeseburger pack of ten. Pack of ten. Okay, that's a good deal. Bacon, bacon. addict. It looks vile in the yeah. It's so spongy. That meat is like the spongy meatball, like the spongy uh, uh, Chef Boyardee meatball type. I mean, the funny thing is, is like I was really into like JTM cheeseburgers, right? Like when I was growing up, when I saw the JTM box, I always kind of felt like this is like McDonald's, sure. 
you know, and I would get real excited. And then the switch happened sometime in my life where I was like, I will never put another one of those in my mouth. Oh, yeah. 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 It looks like there's a whole, it looks like there's a whole thing set up here online of like, uh, uh, gas station food you can buy by the bulk like they got the uh deli express 100 beef cheeseburger sandwich 7.4 ounces here roller bites cheeseburger the cheeseburger uh hot dog you can buy this you found cases of them yeah 49.95 uh from the rebel smuggling galactic emporium so do you think you bought do you have a roller for your house do you get like a private roller for your house then Dude, I think you can just because it's really just a cheeseburger in the shape of a hot dog. So I think you can just put them in the microwave. I mean, if you're buying those things, you're probably not making them like for flavor, I guess. The big at the advanced Pierre big ass rack o ribs barbecue pork rib sandwich. Mm. That's $45.95 for a pack of eight. But well, hey, what are you I'll gonna do, a, man? I'll take I'll take ten, I guess. Yeah, 10, I'll take ten. I'd love that. Well, thanks for calling in. That that is a bad scam. Oh, yeah. I gotta tell you. Yeah, but can like- I give you one more horrible scam that you just reminded me of when you were bringing up the payday advance thing? Yeah. And I'll I'll take my I'll take the commentary off the air. Just I gotta get some dinner going anyway, and I don't want to take up too much more time. But uh, you're talking about the payday thing, and you guys are always talking about that, and it just triggered this memory that uh, the reason I got into the payday advance shit for a year at like $200 like a week or every other week, whenever it was, uh, I was stupid enough to think that when I had no money, I could get a payday advance and buy this, uh, shitty laptop off a Craigslist and then flip it for a profit. Oh no. And uh, I think I may have broken even or not even broken even. Well, and then just ended up basically trying to run a shitty jerry rigged uh, eBay business of tchotchkes from uh, the thrift store and uh, Craigslist using that payday advance thing. And it just never, never ever turned across you can't win any of that up a year of interest and it it just got me stuck into the payday advance yeah you can't beat them failed failed scam uh i'm gonna get off the phone because i gotta i gotta make some dinner but it's good to talk to you guys uh shocktober's going great by the way oh thank you you always think you can beat them you You always every time think you can beat the payday advance the rent to own place i'm here to tell you that every time i did one of these things you think you can beat fucking gamestop you can't beat gamestop you you don't you can't beat the payday advance place it will get you Every yeah, re- fucking time. I got it for. He's exactly right. You you go into it and you're like, okay, I'm going to borrow four hundred dollars. Now I make uh, four hundred dollars every two weeks. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pay that four hundred dollars back in two weeks. That when I get paid, boom, I get paid. I pay that back the payday advance loan. I'm done. I paid it. I did it. And then you're like, but now I have zero dollars for two weeks. So what am I supposed to do? Is it feasible to live on zero dollars for two weeks? It's not. Yeah. I know. I always fucking. Think I always it. thought I would go. I also also would try to go down. Like 
you know, you would go to 500 and you'd be like, I'm going to do 450 next time. Let's figure out, I'm going to lose $89 in this transaction. Then I'll go to 400. That's once you get down to 400. That's when it's like, uh oh, something happened. I need to go back to 500 again. We're going to restart the, we're going to restart the payment program. <laughs> yeah. I mean, somebody mentioned it online and this is absolutely true, but I mean, it's all a ma- like a class in a way is all a ma- like really relative the amount of debt they will trust you with or let you have. How much they will let you put on the line is really what everyone's dealing with. Most people are do not have the amount of money in the bank account that they spend with, you know. And most people are doing these types of things. You know, there's people that have five thousand dollar a limit credit cards and are paying it off every month, but they're filling it every month, and then if if they did not fill it every month, they would be in crisis, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so, yeah. And, and it's all built on debt and credit and it's, it's stupid because it's over, you know, it, it's over things like a case of beer. It's over like an alternator on a car. It's over just so many, th- so many insignificant things. Yeah. Or like I said, a computer that works just a, com- a fucking decent computer. And it's like, I will do anything. I'll pay $45 a week to get this computer. Please, God. Thinking you can flip something is the classic scammer's mistake. You call that. The, that is not the scammer's uh, delight. That's the scammer's not f- mistake. Flipping is, uh, yeah, flipping is something that you never do with somebody else's money. <laughs> Flippers, you start with a paperclip and you get someone to give you a dime for that paperclip. You buy something for a dime, you sell it for 50 cents, and you move your way up to you have $200 to spend. You don't ever go borrowing money for shit like that because, yeah, you're, it's you're never over, worked. You're over your head. It's never worked in the history of something working. Yeah. Ever. Unless you do it illegitimately somehow. Like if you steal something and sell it. Then you can make money off of it. But try buying a laptop for $200 on eBay actually means that you're not going to be able to sell it for more than $200 after you get it in your house. Like you weren't getting a deal. Right. You know? Right. But uh, that's, it's a funny thing to think about all the things I tried to beat back then and thinking that I could, like, it's like, I'm going to be the fucking one that wins. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna be the one that goes to check smart. Yeah. And I fucking Just get it one time. I take out two hundred bucks and then next week I live a little more modestly and spend, you know, less than that two hundred dollars. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna fucking get it paid off and then I'll never have to do this again. It was a whole dark history, whole dark part of the history of my life. And it's all over with now. Yep. And then five years later, you're like I got to stop by the check smart before I go home and write for 500. Uh, and it, or, or what it was, was it was like, I had to stop and I have to give them $575 and then I'll run in tomorrow. I think I can fit it in my errands where I can get it, get, get the new $500 payday advance. Yeah. And it was just like, it's like this demoralizing circle where I just firmly fucking believe that like there should, you should just be able to get $500. Yeah. You should, anybody should be able to people, just get 500 bucks. People are spending it on meals. There are people that have too much and are spending it on meals and someone just needs it. An employee at that restaurant where someone's getting a $500 meal needs, needs it to get there. I mean, know? Jeff Bezos could afford to send each one of us a few uh, several different $500 non-loans just given $500 I'll call it this 
universal $500 access is what I'm calling for. Okay. And it's just like, how many times in your life would $500 have saved you? What if you can go to the post office and say, hey, I need $500. And then they reach into the cash register and they just hand you $500. I like that. And if they keep track of it, they keep track of it. Maybe you only get to do it 10 times in a year uh or five times in a year 10 times probably sounds like a lot (laughs) then it turns into ubi (laughs) yeah then it's just like instead of going to check smart you're just going to go pick up 500 (laughs) dollars. yeah so five times a year if you need 500 bucks you can fucking have it go to the post office and get it directly removed from jeff bezos's bank account okay that's my plan solved all right i should run for fucking president dude that plan would be successful everybody needs 500 you're telling me, man. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello? Howdy. Hey, what's up? Who's this? Hey, what's up? It's Jack from South Florida. What's up, Jack? How's it going in South Florida? COVID capital of the universe. I don't know if that's true. I'm glad I caught you guys. Uh, so uh, I'm a I'm a payday loan collector. What? Been, uh, Gone? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I collect on payday loans and I get a certain percentage and then that's my job. So, you got to do a little AMA on uh, my job. What? It's just, you were my worst enemy. You were my actual nemesis. Third party, though? Like, you do it for, Um, you get hired? So, uh, my boss is. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you tell me. I don't. What, what do well, you do? Okay, so my bosses buy debt at a certain percentage, and then um, I try and collect it. Basically, got it. Okay. See, my wife. My wife was the worked at a payday place, and basically, she had clients. So she, anybody that she wrote with, she was personally in charge of, and uh, like they, they would call you and try to get you to pay. Now, I imagine after that doesn't work, that's when it goes to you. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're third party, I guess, technically. Um, you're not, you're not giving out the loans, yeah, are my, you? No, but there's bosses above me that do give out loans. And then, so they give us basically like good debt. That's like, it, it's called zero debt where no one has tried to collect on it yet. And then if, if we can't collect on it, then, um, we basically sell it again right. to someone else for less of a percentage. <laughs> I right. love the American economy. It's fucking fantastic. Churning. Keep that. Yeah. Down. I know it's terrible and I hate it, but I've been, I've been doing it for two years. So I'm like, I'm kind of good at it. And I mean, I've been listening to you guys for like, uh, probably about a year and a half now. I mean, I've been listening to leftist media for uh-huh. probably about a year and a half now. And I hate it, but there's like, I mean, what am I going to do? Like I live in South Florida. So like the, I mean, the, it, it's basically a phone room. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Oh yeah. But, yeah. I, I mean, South Florida is like king of the phone rooms. So, so I, whatever I'm going to be doing, it's a fucking scam. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I've worked in a few places. Uh, Columbus is pretty big on call centers, but uh, we, when I worked for the insurance leads place, we sold tons of health insurance data to Florida where there was dialers of people waiting to harass people into, into stuff. 
Um, but I did also spend some time doing what was called the over limit program at discover card where people would be, I mean, I would talk to people that literally there were $10,000 over their limit and we would have to come up with payments that they could make to get them back. But most of those fucking fees, most of, most of their balance was from fees, you know, like after they won't let you make new charges, yeah. but they'll put an over limit fee on there from every single month for years. Um, but payday advance, I don't have any experience. I have, I've only ran away on my payday advances and uh, had them call my friends and family. That's another one, like job. Yeah, interviews. yeah, and that, that's what we do. We we call your friends and family, right. and we're like, "Hey, like, where is this guy? Like, he's he's been fucking off for this long. Like, <sighs> we get that from like 2019, so it's like pretty recent, you know, because it's like no one's ever worked it before. But there are places that are calling." people that have payday loans from like 2016 and like right. most of those people already know like hey fuck off like I, like it, it, this shit's not even on my credit anymore right so right. I, I mean oh, i really? kind of have a good like yeah yeah uh, i mean that makes these me people feel got good. these some of these some of these debts are worked for three or four times and we're working debt that has never been worked before. So, I mean, it's kind of like a good job, but like, I, I mean, I still like fucking like feel bad. And I always hear you guys talking about, uh, payday loans. So I figured I'd, uh, you know, first time, long time. Um, I, I mean, I call in are, and, here's the are, thing. Are, like I, I, I've said this on the show before, like people do what they got to do. And, and I guess if you're collecting on it, you know, it's like, Maybe they can pay it. Cause if somebody can't pay it, they just, cause there's guys like me who you're never going to get me to, I will never answer the phone. Yeah. It just isn't ever going to happen. Right. And come bring handcuffs to the house. If you want to talk to me about it. Yeah. You would have to take me to jail. If you called somebody in my family, which I imagine that becomes a little harder to do though. Right. Because people aren't just answering strange callers. Are they? If Oh, no. It, I mean, it's way better to go through someone's, like, mom or dad or like, even, like, a cousin or, like, an uncle. Like, oh, I haven't talked to them in three years. We'll be like, oh, well, they're in trouble. Like, um, <laughs> can you get in contact with them? Yeah. Like, possibly. And, like, and I, I go through it, like, a nice way. Like, there's certain people I work with that are, like, literally, like, yelling at people. And, like, I always just try to be professional about it. Which what do you, you know, yell at somebody? Just make me feel better, but what 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 kind of things oh, do you people hear people that, yelling? Like, oh, like all this shit, like shut your mouth, shut your mouth, like do you know this person, like blah blah blah, like <laughs> crazy shit, bro. Like, and I, I'm always like a professional. Like if someone says they don't know someone, I hang up on them. Yeah, I'm like, all right, well, this is a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. some people go like it just like off the walls, like. And like I work in an office like of like forty people, and it's probably like I don't know. They've been trying to like tone it down, but it's probably like half the people that are like like. <laughs> and we can't use slurs or anything, so like shut your mouth is a big one. Shut your mouth is like you you yeah. And you're I'm, allowed like, to say Christ, though. I would hang up on you immediately if someone calls me saying that shit. I don't know though. I would like I would find that to be so much more refreshing than the traditional bills. Yeah, like I would find that to be like some guy just calling me and yelling "shut your mouth" at me. I would be like "fuck you." Who do you think you are? You know yeah. that would be fun. That would be like a nice little thing we'd be doing together. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's usually how it ends up. So I'm like, that doesn't work. Like I'm going to call, I'm going to call you and be like, yo, I'm like a professional. I'm just trying to get in contact with this person and they're not picking up their phone. So like, can you get a hold of them? Because I'm sure they're going to pick up your ruthless, phone call rather than though. pick up mine. It's ruthless. It's still like super ruthless to even when you're calling somebody's family. It's like such a well, ruthless move. To I was, was going to say when you were talking about when we were talking references earlier in the call in show. Um, the other one when I was thinking that the three is like the three references you put on your payday advance application has to be people that like won't like think less of you when they find out you couldn't pay your fucking payday advance. And because they check numbers and stuff too, when you sign up, that person is also being informed, like what's going on in your situation, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I always, I always, whenever I had like a resume that I had to like put references on, I would always just point friend. Yeah. Just be like, yeah, just like say some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> like it would never be, and like I've had friends that are bosses, so, um, like my actual bosses. So I would put them usually, or like I would just put like my homie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, the job you you're going for, and like, and like, and like, here's some shit. Like, hey, this is a blah blah blah. Um, yeah, we're just calling a, he listed you as a reference. And then, I mean, I don't know. I've never really had a job where they actually call those people. Me neither. I think that's the thing about working the kinds of, I never had a job where they called those people either. And I think when you work the low level entry level kind of service work, like, like, like collector or something like that. I just don't think a lot of those companies call people because the place I worked at was a big phone room too. It was just a call center with a bunch of, it was just lines and lines and lines of those, those cubby holes. Not you didn't get a full cubicle. and right. you, It wasn't even your seat. Like you weren't even guaranteed to have your seat right. the next day. And, uh, uh, I, I mean, they were a little more professional, but they weren't dealing with collections. I'd never been anywhere where people were dealing with collections. And I imagine that's a pretty intense there, room. Uh, there was yellers. I mean, shame is definitely very profitable there. If you have, if you have the ability to see that someone really feels bad about saying they would pay this money back, you can totally like put your finger in their wound and just tell them that like, if they don't get something set up today, then they broke their promise, you know, and just make them feel like shit. It, it's just, it, yeah, it's just that, you know, it, they're, they're spending all this time and effort to chase down this few hundred dollars when like the crooks get away with everything, you know? Well, and it's also the reason they're doing that is because it employs people. That's the whole thing. Like a bunch of people end up making, I know I'm not saying anything crazy, but a bunch of people end up making a bunch of money out of it and not really having, I mean, is collections hard? How do you, that's a good question for you. Like, how do you feel about doing collections? Is it like a hard job? Brett did it too. I'm going to let Brett answer. And then you like how, I mean, is it, well, let them answer. Oh, okay. Go ahead. What What is it like uh, to do it? Yeah, like, it, what does it, it do to your head? It's so hard, especially especially since I've been like like reading leftist literature and like um, like listening to you guys, listening to Chapo, listening to like Trillbillies, like whoever. Like, it, it's so hard because like I feel bad. Like, 
Because I'm like manipulating these people into paying money that they pretty much don't have to a debt that was taken out uh, like a year ago mm-hmm. for, you know, they probably, maybe their car broke down. I mean, sometimes it's like drug addicts and shit. And yep. like, you know, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm an alcoholic myself. So like, I mean, which is another perk of job because they just let me drink at work and like, <laughs> like come in hungover every day. It just, cause like I'm good at it and like I can pretty much do it in my sleep because I've been doing it for two years. But yeah, I mean, I do feel bad because like, I mean, I listen to your guys' podcast at work on, uh, you know, Mondays and Thursdays and, you know, I listen to Chapo and I listen to like whoever and like I feel bad about it, but it's like I, I don't, I don't have a way out. Like I, are you getting like what else am I gonna do? Because like I'm getting a an all right check, like I'm making like fourteen dollars an hour plus commission, and I just Florida like too. there's no one else that's gonna pay me like that. Right? Yeah, uh, I was in the same position when I was working for Insight. So what was your? Were you in that? I I I would say I flamed out of it because I was talking to people that were in a really bad position all the time and it wore on my soul and it was just something I knew I couldn't do. I started like doing, you know, I was working for the company that was collecting the debt though. So I was able to like help people out with like their fees and take care of people, but I ultimately just would go in and sit on a dial tone for eight hours and just like stare at the computer and be like, what's, what am I going to do with my life besides this? Yeah. And I was actually very good at it. There was times like when they would say it's a competition today, who can collect the most? I would do it to show that I could do it, but it never, it, it just made, didn't make me feel good. Well, And I think a- that I, I, it, what it does, I mean, for any, if, if anything, what it does is it lets people know that you have khakis and a button up shirt, and that you can show up and sit in front of a computer and you can sidestep into more businessy type stuff or customer service or something else at other places. Uh, not to say that you like you can look for other opportunities while you're doing this, but you do have experience that you probably can take somewhere else if it if it, you know, grates on you, I guess. Yeah. And collections is like such a it's just like a weird industry because people make money even if they don't do it you know like like they can just sell the debt again yeah just keep selling keep selling the debt over and over again i I, you not doing it is not going to mean that somebody else isn't going to run in there and do it tomorrow (laughs) like the job position there it's like when you're in a job like you're at and believe me all of my jobs were like that it's like you're so i hate to say it but like you're so fucking replaceable that like it is oh, really hard to get traction at some place where you're gonna feel like, oh, I, I gotta have a career here forever. Right, right. You know? And and you doing this for two years, you're probably one of the senior people <laughs> in 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 your call center, right? Oh, I am, yeah. But like my drinking has like been so bad at times that like and this is, I mean, I'm kind of not replaceable because they'll let me just like go on a bender for like four days and then just like come back. I mean, the most recent time they kind of like fucked me up and took all my money, but, and I'm like a little bit broke right now, but like, I'm, I mean, I could pretty much do anything and like, they won't fire me, which is another reason why I'm worried. Cause like, if I go somewhere else, I'm going to like fucking have to like clean up my act or something. I mean, they like, will fire um, you though. That's the other thing is like, I know 
it feels like you're cool with everybody and stuff like that. But you also have to think about how, like, I mean, management changes all the time. Like there's also turnover in management and stuff. And I know maybe the owner likes you, but it is at his whim. You are serving at his leisure, you know, <laughs> and yeah. they can make decisions 100%. that, that frees you out or hurts you. I mean, I told, I've said this on the show, but when I, when I was an installer, I would, I was a lead for a period of time. And then the person that was my supervisor that made me a lead got a promotion and somebody else became my supervisor. I wasn't a lead anymore. It just, that's all it took. And it was like, that's what showed me that like every job is every job at that level is precarious and i think they do that by nature too they make those jobs feel precarious because it's the easiest way to get somebody to come back and do collections you know yeah and i i no judgment here just because oh, you've been so yeah. honest but i just want to i mean like do you do you are you are you having fun with the drinking is that what you want to be doing is like is that does it fit into your lifestyle um uh, yeah i mostly just do it to like chill out and like fall asleep but, um, I mean, when, like when I had money, I was like going out and shit, but like the past three weeks I've just been, you know, doing it just to, like chill out and like, you know, fall asleep. But, um, yeah, I mean, as far as the job being precarious, I feel like every job is precarious. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, it was like Alan Greenspan or something said like, oh, we need to make like these, all these jobs feel more precarious just so that like people like show up when they have the fucking flu and shit yeah to you know like no sick day like you can't be sick I, and i mean this job might be different but like I've, I've had jobs in the past where like you don't you're not sick you're you're coming in like, yeah i've had a lot too i've had i mean capitalism is meant meant for jobs to be precarious yes you know yeah, I mean, you know, but I think that there is also you can get some sort of you can find something better, and and it does feel like the drinking is hindering your choice of finding like uh, something that would be more suited to what your interests. They're going to take that away too. I think that's the thing that I I I wouldn't have faith that that is going to always be the case. The thing about uh, again. When we talk about precarity, the thing about that precarity is that like any the reason it feels precarious is because anything, anything can happen like they can make anything happen. Everything changes all the time. And the fact that everything changes all the time means that like I never got comfortable with a set of rules, I guess, is is what I'm trying to say here. Like. I don't remember ever having a job where I was comfortable with a set of rules that was handed down to me where I felt like I could fuck around because they, as soon as they found out somebody fucked around with it, even in the lease, they changed it. And I just, I would be, I would look for something else because of the, the toll it takes on you. Uh, uh, but also like, I think, uh, I, I think you probably have a skill to find something else. And if the drinking, you don't, if you want to drink at night, you know, I would never tell somebody what to do with their time. But, uh, I would, I would look, I, I want to stress to you. I'm not like trying to like get you to uproot your life or anything, but I do want to stress to you that like, 
these kind of things take a toll on us that maybe we don't see when we're doing them, you know? And like, there was a period where, uh, uh, you know, I've told, I've told all the stories about my anxiety around work and shit like that. And, uh, that wasn't just that job. That was like the, the, it built like this fucking, like, uh, this is going to sound so bad. And at the time I was on, I was on painkillers. I was an opioid addict, but it like this tower keeps building of like deferring feelings and stuff. And at some point it comes back and gets you. And like that spiritual crush that sometimes people feel when they have a job, that's a very real thing. And that can come back. That can cause maybe, you know, if you think some of the drinking's harmful, that's probably why, you know, you're like stressed out. And, and I think that like for me, getting out of those situations was the best, best case for me. And I re- recognize that people got to work and everybody's got to have a job, but, uh, I would just fill out applications. I wouldn't, t- I totally wouldn't worry about the rules at a new place because I really feel like if you, at least like send out a resume. I think you're an attractive person to hire because you've done a job for two years that nobody does for two years and that like you could make more money and probably be a lot happier doing something else. I really think so. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, The, the turnover is insane. Yeah. There, uh, it's just like in and out, in and out, in and out. There's like four out of like 40 or 50 people. There's like probably four people there that I've been, and we've switched offices a few times, but there's probably like four <laughs> or five people there that I've been working with since the beginning. It's out really of like precarious. <laughs> 40 or 50 people. And the turnover is insane. Cause like people get in there and they're like, Oh, I can't do this. Like, yeah, <laughs> I this is this is stressful and like yeah it's probably yeah. like adding to like my problem yeah. but i mean with phone room experience down here you're gonna do i mean any job that i can get with some phone room experience is gonna be like fucking soul crushing like yeah there's, I, mean, depra- I mean you sell you sell ads to a magazine or you sell uh you know what have it like uh like uh medical devices to old people is another one i've heard or like I mean, it's all it, it, South Florida is a fucking scam, bro. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll, here's what I want to do for you. Uh, uh, I know you probably don't want to give too much information, but is there like a way that you could identify the part of Florida that you're in that if somebody knows of a job that's paying $15 an hour that they could contact us and, and try to help you out? Yeah, I would absolutely do that. It's a... Uh, Pompano Beach. Pompano Beach. We will we, we, DM <laughs> us, and if we hear so, I mean, I don't know if we're gonna hear anything, but like, uh, I just, I very much, I worry. I, you know, I'm not worried about like the drinking and stuff like that. I, I very much worry about the spiritual toll something like this takes on you, and like, I'm still untangling all of that stuff from my job. Like now I haven't worked a real job in nine years 
and I'm still untangling all of that stuff. And I don't want to, I mean, honestly, I don't want to see it happen to a single other person in this world. And like, uh, if we can do something about it, I would love to be able to help. And like, uh, like, like we were saying, I would definitely like, I would just consider seeing like, if there's a place or, or any way to make that kind of money, because I, I gotta tell you, you, I gotta tell you that when you get into something that feels more right, it likes, it'll stabilize you and it'll make you, it'll make you personally feel better mentally. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't even, I'm not saying like, it'll make you stop drinking. I'm saying that it won't make you sad when you drink <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was very, de- I was depressed. I, here's what I did to myself when I was installing cable and I got super depressed. I said, I go into these people's houses and they aren't taking care of their kids and they're just sitting and watching TV. This job is evil is the way that I felt. And like, a lot of my anxiety sort of built from there and like uh uh the precarity of that job also really hurt me like it really caused me a lot of anxiety and i think that maybe if you have anxiety you know it's the job it's 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 that toll that it's taking on you and like i would just when i was working jobs like that i just always was like let me form an exit plan here let me let me say I'm now looking for jobs all the time. And then if I find one, I find one. But if I don't, I still have this job. Everything's fine. You know? Yeah. My, yeah. I, I, w- I would just add that, like, you know, I, I'm a drinker myself, but I, and I don't want to say that you should you're going to have to give it up for the rest of your life. But, you know, you don't want it to be you don't want it to be something that's holding you back. You don't want to, to stay somewhere just because it would interrupt your drinking schedule. Uh, that's not what life is about. And, uh, you know, it, it, it can be, it, it doesn't also mean you have to give it up forever, but it, it would just be uh, better to change both of those circumstances, I think, and see what ha- who comes out on the other side if you can. That's a hard, you know, and, and that's, you know, I know it's hard, hard, it, it, that's easier said than done, of course. Yeah, for sure. And, it, and I don't know. I, I mean, I worked in factories for a long time, yeah. and you didn't and like that. That uh, I'm telling you, I mean, if you, I, I if, mean, I if you can put up with a call center for two years, you have the brain, you have the ability to do office politics. You can probably survive in an office where people get paid comfortably to do stupid shit. A smaller office where I think so. I I think also like yeah, for they, sure where my wife works, which is a re- it's a reputable big company, like. The call center people make like pretty good money there and they're not doing anything where they get yelled at. You know what I mean? Well, they're not shaming people. Yeah. I don't well, they're just, yeah. And they're people. not, they, they, yeah, they don't get in trouble though. Uh, they don't get screamed at by them. And it's kind of a more, it'll make you feel better. I promise. I think, I think that, I think that it'll make you feel better. Like I, I understand where you're yeah, at. I mean, I, I was, totally I was doing a, Go ahead. No, I was just saying I've totally been there. I understand where you're at exactly. I, 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 for a very long time, felt very trapped, and I know what that feeling is like. 
Yeah, and I was I was doing a, like blue collar shit for so long that like, man, I just want to sit down in a chair and like sell a phone. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, absolutely. That's, that's I, what I want to do. Yeah, I put years in at where I put five years in driving forklifts, and they were like, "We're never going to make you the manager because you don't have a college education." And I'm like, "Well, I'm not going to just fucking work at this warehouse for nine dollars an hour all day." <laughs> I'm with you too. Uh, the reason I worked in a call center was the same thing. I was roofing. I was a dishwasher. I worked at a bunch of fast food restaurants, and uh, I I got this. I got hired at this call center and it was just like, I will do fucking anything to sit in a chair all day. Like it just, all I wanted when I was working blue collar jobs was to sit in a chair. Then once I got in the chair, I was like, I can't sit in a fucking chair all day. I got to get outside. And that's when I went for cable. (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm more of a fucking weirdo though, where I can never be happy with anything ever. So it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, as soon as I was in a chair, I was like, why the fuck would I want to sit in a chair all day? Like I'm never satisfied. Well, yeah, it's just, like the first week of sitting it's in a like, chair. like all of a sudden I'm sitting in a chair all day and I'm like, I need to go to the gym or something. Yeah. Right. I need to, <laughs> yep. I need to go for a jog. <laughs> Yeah, so you have all that extra but time. But I'm working to think construction of- all day, and it's like, God damn it, I just want to fucking take a seat. I just want to take a nap in this truck. <laughs> yeah, totally. Absolutely. Totally. Well, thank I'm taking a two hour lunch break. Yeah, yeah. The fucking, I did that at the cable company a lot. I'd be so fucking beat. I'd just be like, look, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fucking take a nap, and I'm going to come back to work and finish <laughs> the day out. You know? Yeah. absolutely well thanks for calling in uh uh, we really appreciate it It was it it was really interesting and and you know keep uh, keep in touch kit as i like yeah yeah good calling you guys i'll uh i'll try to keep a update it was a i mean it's my first time but like you guys is fucking cool as fuck oh i appreciate that oh i appreciate that thank you yes have a good night peace all right yeah i'll talk to you guys that's all. That was you know, fun. I felt like love line there for it like was. blue collar love line. Uh, yeah, I was talking to who were we talking to? Somebody, one of our friends just turned just past 35, turned 36 and is like, oh, they're on their way to 40 now. They feel this or that. And I'm like, you know what? Four years. You got four years to go. And if I think about four years ago, I'm absolutely embarrassed. I'm not of the person. I'm not the same person from four years ago at all. And you know, especially in like some of these jobs that I had, like the warehouse for five years felt like this is what the next 50 years of my life was going to be. And then just a year, 18 months out of it, I was a completely new person. Like the I, end of history. It is. Yeah. Like. It's, yeah. it puts a, it's chapters. It's life is chapters. And, um, until you go to the next one or change things up, it's going to be the same thing every day. You're, this is going to be it unless you, Try to find a, a way out of it, you know, or that was, something different. And and I tell you what, man, I love to party. I love drinking and doing drugs and all that stuff. But <laughs> don't, not when you're not paying attention to your family, your kids. Not when you're spending all your time in fucking jail, robbing, stealing. If you if you if you're not showing up to work and if you can't leave a job because you want to get fucked up too much, it's like I don't. I mean, that's not smart. That's dictating what you do with your I always life. say build boundaries around it. I yeah. know that's difficult for people to do, but like building boundaries around any kind of uh, of substance use. Right. I think is always very smart. Like I have pretty strict boundaries about when I get high 
because I've had problems in the past. Right. And I just want to be like, you know, I want to be on the up and up, you know? Yeah. And like, uh, uh, that thing you just said that, that like really blew my fucking, blew me the fuck away was when you worked at the warehouse for five years, it felt like that was going to be the next 50 years because that really is what every job feels like. Mm -hmm. It's like, it doesn't matter how small the job is. When I was working at the, at the goddamn camera store, I thought the next 50 years of my life was going to be at that fucking camera store. It feels impossible to do something else. Lift driving. I thought, well, I'm just a lift driver now. That's just what I do. Yeah. And it's like, it, it all feels impossible. It's like moving a mountain to get it to change. But then we don't ever think about the several times we've changed already. Right. I mean, maybe if you're like 22, 23 years old, like I can understand that. But like, if you get to 30 or 35, then you're like, you have been a thousand different people and also you've probably worked a thousand different jobs or I mean, maybe people don't work as many jobs as I did at the time, but like, I think most people work four or five just because like, you know, you go to school you, and then a lot of people go to college and work part-time in college out of high school. And then they go get their real job. And then they start, once they get their real job, they get like a, a, a low level, like entry level real job. And then they do two more steps to real jobs. And I think people at least work five and every one of those five probably felt like the end of history. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it also, there is a huge amount of pressure for young people to feel like they should have it together. And I want to say that I am 36 and I don't have it together still. I don't know. How, I don't have any rules. I have bound, I have better boundaries. That's the, you're right. I have better ways to keep my addictions in line. I have better ways to keep my overspending in line, but it's only come through deck a decade of misery it's only yeah. come through that miser miserable time of not having an end in sight and then finding that part of you that's like wants to do something different or and achieves and makes this the steps to do something different you know yeah uh, i'm with you I, I i agree with you it's it was really a long time for me of being like this is what my life is i'm past the age where you get to be yes. like when I was 20, when I turned 28 or 27, I was like, Jim Morrison was already dead, man. Yeah. You know? And I just felt like there's no way I'm ever going to get to live any semblance of like, do something cool. Right. And then like, it just ended up, I ended up getting lucky and, and I get to do something kind of cool and different as a job, you know? Yeah. But th there was like a lot of luck and a lot of work and a lot of luck. Right. And, uh, you know, but, the, but there is a lot of experience that too, like that comes from that. Like I said, I mean, you got to give yourself more credit. You got You got to shoot a little bit higher than what you're doing and try to find someone that'll yeah. take a chance on you. But you've obviously showed the skills to put up with bullshit. Once again, like a lot, it's the same thing that we talked about at the beginning with the references. Do you have three people that three people that will get on the phone and verify you like that trust you enough to ver? Are you capable to just get three competent people on the phone to verify for you? you yeah, know, it's the same thing. I like, can do that. Right. I know. Not you can. bosses. Right. But, but it's just, I can get people. This stuff, too, is like you you've proven yourself that you can keep it together. You have you have he sound he had good emotional intelligence. He Two knew what's going on. Dude. He was very smart, obviously. You know, but just accepting this like 
shitty fate. I, well, I mean, when you're a when you're a, I did it too. A senior employee at a place like that, right? It's kind of fucking nice, dude. Sure, it's like you know what it was like to get hired. You see the new hires doing the new hire job, but you don't have to do that. You've somehow figured out a way that, like, hey, I'm not on the phones anymore. You know, you can, like, get yourself off the phones and shit like that. And, like, uh, uh, you're also the person that's been there longest. Everybody comes to you if they have questions or need help. The boss trusts you. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, you get in that situation where you're, like, I'm ne- I can't, I, you know, Why I'm making 14 this? bucks yeah. an hour. Why would I leave this? Everybody's nice to me, and they let me do anything I want to do, and I have power here. But yeah. there's also, like, another... I've talked about these levels of job, but there is this other level of entry level work that actually gives you the chance to move up to a middle level where a middle level is much better than the, the lower rung of, of that ladder. Like I worked in the lower rung of that ladder the whole fucking time and it was tough. And all it all it would have taken is some dedication and work from me to get out of there that I wasn't willing to give. You know? Sure. That's it. All right. Well, thanks for calling Street Fight. Uh, those of you that called in, it was a great show. We appreciate all y'all that took the time to uh, make it through our late start and our dropped calls. Uh, if you want to hear more of the band, they are never better. You can find them at neverbettershreds.bandcamp.com. Uh, we are Street Fight Radio Patreon people. You're getting that Shocktober. What's the next episode of Shocktober? Bubba the Love Sponge, Tom Likas. With Together. what guest? You yeah. and Chris James. Chris and Brian are doing a special look at Bubba and uh, whoever else you said. Oh, there isn't Tom Likas. Tom Likas. might be a guest. What you're saying is. We can't announce it, but we might have a cool guest oh, on that episode. Yes. Um, and if you don't have the ability to sign up for a, uh, a month-to-month Patreon subscription, you can buy the first uh, volume of uh, Shocktober by going to store.streetfightradio.com. For $5, you get last year's edition. It's six episodes that Brian and Felix did covering uh, you know, famous shock jocks. This time around, we have Chris James, uh, prank call expert. Um, very great guy. And you've done Opie and Anthony and Loveline uh, are available right now. And what's coming up? So Don Imus and Tom or Tom Likas and Bubba this Friday. Uh, next week, it will be Don Imus with Jesse Farrar from Your Kickstarter Sucks. I think you all know him. He's a sweet guy and he's very funny. Uh, uh, and then we'll have Howard Stern with uh, Mike Hale. Uh and then after that, we'll do the wrap up. And as you know, the wrap up has a bunch of guests. And we're going to have some surprises in there. We got classic Shelb from the Ron and Fez show on the wrap up. Uh, uh, so it's fun. And right. there's going to be a lot of surprises. There, there could be some surprises, especially on this next episode. We're really, uh, uh, ratcheting it up. And that Loveline episode, I thought. It's it, it was a really good episode and it was a really good time. Brett was really good on it and Chris was really good on it. And uh that Opie and Anthony episode, good. It was good. It was fun. It was a lot of uh uh it was a lot of insecure Opie, which uh a lot of Shocktober listeners know is that's one of my favorite. I yeah. love insecure guys so much. And 
If you're a fan of Shocktober, Opie will be making an appearance on the Bubba episode, too. He just did the Bubba the Love Sponge show. And uh, believe it or not, Bubba tries to get a job from him. So... <laughs> we well, got that. <laughs> all right well thanks for listening to street fight we'll see you on wednesday night peace